Welcome to the M3 Bear Essentials Podcast. My name is Malcolm Travers. Each Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, I host a YouTube live broadcast and invite the editors and contributors of Mail Media Mind to present a topic of their choosing. We discuss politics, social issues, especially those facing the black and LGBT communities, entertainment, mental health, sexuality, and relationships, or whatever makes the news or makes us mad. View the show recording live to ask questions or comment in the chat. Subscribe to M3 on YouTube to get a notification when we go live. You can find links to our YouTube page and other social media platforms at mailmediamind.com. Now, enjoy the show. I want everybody to say, hey, all right, hi. Welcome, everybody. This is the uh, M3 Hangout for Sunday, May 21st, 27th. Your host. Derek Jones or Derek Anthony, depending on where we are and who you're talking to. <laughs> I got to be a whole lot of people sometimes. Um, Bell Media Mind, grassroots organization for the love and empowerment of the bears and the bear community. Color. Because we need more of color. We can never have not enough of color. Um, every week we get together to discuss some shit that is important to us and that we hope is important to you also. Feel free to write in and tell us. And hey, we will try to discuss it at some point in the future. I can't do this by myself because as much as I love the sound of my voice, after a while it becomes a not boring conversation, but I just agree with me because I'm right usually. So <laughs> I have to depend on the kindness of others. And us in the co-host seats is Lonnie Richardson. Hey guys. Hey. <laughs> Chris Impact Sutton. What up, though? And our author, Jordanaire, Mark O. Estes. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. All right, let's get started. We got a couple of political things to discuss because um, you have to have politics because. I was in office still. We could take best on how long. Uh, This hangout is called Hauntings of the Past and Ghosts of the Future. That is our theme for today. And let's get into it. Politics. Uh, 45 continues to be haunted by bad decisions. In the wake of firing FBI Director Comey, a special prosecutor has been appointed about Russia. This has been a horrible, horrible and week for a political junkie like myself who is just waiting for you know impeachment to happen mm-hmm. you say horrible do you mean horrible for us or horrible for him because i'm enjoying this shit with a pop with a bowl of popcorn and some wine <laughs> you see my wine well, bottle right horrible. here it's empty i need to feel this shit <laughs> uh, it's horrible for us because he has the title of president but it is you know kind of awesome to see that things are finally starting to fall into place. It's like seeing Kamala Um, in full motion, you know? Exactly. Exactly. 
And yes, and I'm loving every single minute of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a, and, and, and we now have a special prosecutor. So they're not trying to handle this in Congress. They're not trying to handle this in the House anymore. You know, they said, okay, we got to take this shit outside because apparently 45 told Comey, um, I'm going to need you to stop doing this. I'm going to need you to stop investigating Russia. And Comey was like, yeah, that's what he told me. And then Trump was like, I didn't say that. And then Comey was like, and then Comey said, Said right, and Comey said Mark's favorite thing. Oh, bitch, I got receipts. <laughs> I'm going to bring my receipts to the court, and I'm going to bring them in public. Yeah. Because who doesn't love a public dragging? Listen now. So we got that. Um, we also have from 45 because it's like don't shit else in the world happen. I mean, I don't see news about nothing else. Uh, MSNBC and Fox just have breaking news at the bottom of the screen. And I think they just leave it on at this point because some shit's always breaking. Uh, My second thing is when your words come back to haunt you, 45's first trip abroad. So... 45 is in Israel. You know, mm-hmm. I just so just there's so many things wrong with with all of that. Um, but apparently there's a picture of him bowing to a Saudi king. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, how they, you know, how those folks greet each other. Mhm. The haunting with this is that to go, then a uh, private citizen and eternal asshole mm-hmm. tweeted, and I'm quoting here, the amateur first at Barack Obama was caught bowing to the Saudi king. So... Did Donald Trump grow? Did he learn? Did he become a better person from being a private citizen to being the leader of the free nation? Mm-hmm. He's so stunt queen. <laughs> this is just one of his many stunts, <laughs> you know, contradicting himself, you know. Ain't new. <laughs> stunt queen, I love it. <laughs> what did um? I was gonna go to Mark real quick. What did uh? How did Candy say it on a uh, Real Housewives reunion when she uh caught uh, Phaedra and all her lies? Was she like the lie, the lie, the lie? <laughs> <laughs> That's all that's giving me. <laughs> also, he managed to talk his wife into leaving New York to go on this trip with. Him. <laughs> um. So hey, for hooray for that! The first lady is 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 doing a first lady's duty. She's stealing um, fashionable as Michelle. I'm just saying, <laughs> she's not. Well, she she never will be. <laughs> just she could. I mean, she could literally go raid Michelle's closet like she raided Michelle's speech, mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. still wouldn't be able to pull it. Oh, she's right. brought a speech. I guess something I want to bring up later on. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Ooh, that sounds like dirt. 
like that. <laughs> Sound juicy. Um, so he took his wife and his and his daughter wife with him. Oh, I was like, please. Yikes. Oh. My daughter wife, no. <laughs> and they, they all stepped off the plane and none of the women's heads was covered. Um. Which, from what I understand, they don't ask that of visitors. They, you know, mm-hmm. that is a requirement for for the women that live there in their country, mm-hmm. but not mm-hmm. necessarily women who come. But, but again, shades of the past, mm-hmm. and I'm quoting here from Private Citizen. Many people are mm-hmm. saying it was wonderful that Miss Obama refused to wear a scarf in Saudi Arabia. But they were insulted. We have enough enemies. Mm. Mm. I I, I have a question real quick. I mean, I think it's been answered before. I just want a little bit more clarity. Why is um, daughter wife, Ivanka, like, what is her position in? She is, she, she, a non-paid position. Uh, as uh, I forget, I forget what what the exact position is called. Nosy um, bitch. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Because I because the thing is because I, I know there was a big discussion about you know if she was still you know a part of you know Trump's you know corporation that it would be a conflict of interest. She's also involved. He's still a part of Trump's corporation. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> true. True. You know, what what did he is again being haunted by what he said? What did he say? I could do both. I could run my business and be president. Mm. You know. Mm. And then what it was three months, four months before he had to get on TV and said, Did y'all know this oh. shit was hard? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, speaking of, you know of his words coming back to haunt him. Also, uh, apparently, um, staff sat down with him and had a Twitter intervention. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There was a Twitter intervention that took place earlier this week, or late at the end of the week, in the White House. And, I mean, again, it's just, it's, it's like I can imagine a set of, you know, I can imagine two parents sitting down with their kid mm-hmm. and telling them, this is why you can't just tweet whatever. This is why you cannot tweet the security code. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Like, basically trying to put you know, them on This is why you... Like... Yeah. Because <laughs> nobody can get a hold of his phone to just erase Twitter. That's what I'm about to, like, if this didn't conclude with someone deleting his Twitter account, then it was a failure. Because exactly. people are right back right. doing the same shit. Like, come on now. Because what they because what they have what they have said is that his conversations with him, when he leaves the meeting, he completely understands. But they have these conversations with him at three, four, five o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. You know he tweets at six AM while he's on the Exactly. <laughs> so you need to have somebody standing outside the bathroom 
knocking on the door. I don't. I. I. What are you doing? You're being too quiet. Are you tweeting? Are you tweeting? <laughs> That's what Ivanka what? Trump should be doing right there. She should be like, hey, give me your phone. Give me your phone. Don't, don't most phones have it where parents can check and see what their kids are doing? There should be a system where they can actually see whatever he posts. Somebody needs to be there with another phone or another device and mm-hmm. taking that shit down. Mm-hmm. Which, That's what his daughter should be doing. <laughs> let me tell you, that could probably happen if he had given up his phone. Mm-hmm. The problem is he never gave up his phone. And that is a security issue. Mm-hmm. Because I remember Barack had to give up his Blackberry. And I remember how hard mm-hmm. that was for mm-hmm. him to give up his Blackberry. They were like, Mr. President, your device is unsecure and you could be put yourself and your family in danger. Because Tristan believe if Barack Obama had even looked like he wanted to protest, get up his phone, it would have been a damn national headline and they'd have drug his ass all the way into the damn first hundred days. When you give up your phone, sir. Mark, 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 please. With, with all of that, come on now. Did this man, did 45 just not say the most harassed president? No president has been treated as harshly as he has been treated in the history of this country. And then cue the damn pictures of John F. K. getting his brains blown out in front of his wife and, hey. you know, and... even the, I, Yes, yes. I'll even go with Reagan, who just got wounded. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just sat there when he said it and cackled. You know, he's got a good old hearty cackle, like, ha! You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like, come on. And finally, speaking of ghosts, Roger Ailes was called home. Oh. Hell needed his demon back. <laughs> you know oh, damn, so- shit. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. let me tell you what's wrong. Because I was watching AM Joy this morning. Let me tell you what's wrong. They had that MF. And at the funeral, Roger L's son got up and said, I'm kind of paraphrasing here because I don't remember the exact quote. But basically he said, and to all those women at Fox who attacked my father, I'm coming for you. Full wrath of hell behind me. Well, damn. Well, all right. Yeah. Heard it first. So, yeah, this is exactly what he said. I want all the people who betrayed my father to know that I'm coming after them and hell is coming with me. But here's the gang with that, though. Where's his lawyers and shit at? Because his lawyers were like, yo... We you know that that uh that GIF with um Jonah Hill going like <laughs> <laughs> they jump ship they jump ship. They like fuck this motherfucker, he a loose cannon. And she would Well, I mean, you know, I don't even know what Roger L. son does, you know, other than than beat prostitutes and leave him dead and dead. Because I'm sure he's done that. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know what he does for a living. Could, could, could that be considered a uh, not an assault, but a um, a threat against uh, his life or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I say yeah. I think I, I think because it wasn't. I think because it wasn't directed at any one person. 
and it wasn't, wasn't right there physically. One person that um, <laughs> there you go, and wealthy, he sure, get away with saying that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But it shows you. Oh. All right. Well. Yeah. Like he, he definitely go ahead. somebody just as trifling and dirty to carry on his. I mean, thing. you don't just you don't just say some shit out that like that. You know, when you're at a funeral, out of you know what what good, a good your whole life, right? And then on top of that, I, I'm, I'm assuming that because Roger Ailes had like he had multiple cases against him, right? You know, I mean, it wasn't just Megan oh, Kelly; yeah. it was like several women. You know, we're still coming out the world works. You Megan, know what I'm saying? Megan Kelly, Megan Kelly kind of started the ball rolling. Right. But yeah, yeah. what happened was all these other stories of people who had gone to HR and all that. Oh, but this was a, you know, this, this, this was the culture at Fox. Mm. Yeah. You know, Roger, it was Roger Ailes, but it wasn't just Roger Ailes. They had a story that came out recently. Um, they were forcing black people to arm wrestle each other who worked there and just all kinds What's of What's your girl from Coolest? What's her name again? Stacy Dash. Uh, Stacy Dash. Child, I'm like. <laughs> AKA Stacy Trash. I mean, I was just so upset <laughs> because when I was going through that, you know, Clueless phase, mm-hmm. I, I, I was like, I was a nigga who went and bought Stacy Dash's um, cover on, uh, I think, Maxim. She had a big one ass. On King. I think yeah. King magazine. She had one on King too. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's, that's it. I'm talking about the King one. That's what I'm sorry, King. You know, don't shit mixed up. But anyway, yeah, I, I was one of these people who was rooting for Stacey Dash. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Even when she wasn't getting any roles, I was like, you know, she's so gorgeous. And, she's a vampire. Know. She can right. my dick. You know, I drink a bath water. All this shit. I was yeah. with, the, with all the straight guys. Like, yeah, I'll fuck her too. And I really meant it. But then it got to the point where it was like, uh, just like. Girl, stop. stop. She started opening her mouth. Right. Like, stop. Like, you did you, you, you try, try to put your hand on somebody's mouth. Like, stop. Shut up. Shut up. And what was the shadow show? Uh, uh, go ahead. No, no, what were you going to say? I, she, I remember she had a show with, uh, what was it, Lisa Ray, and um, it was a VH1 show. Single Ladies. Single Ladies. And I thought that was going to really be her comeback. I'm like, she's about to make a comeback. You know, she's about to, you know. You know. that on BET? No, VH1, oh, but the BET uh, show reruns, I think, because they all on yeah. the their company. And I remember they started talking about, like, she was a problem on the set. You know what I'm saying? And that's when I started. I mean, because, like, beyond her personal comments, you know, surrounding politics or whatever, it was just the fact that she was really just, I mean, she was just a, I don't know what's the best way to put it. I don't, you know, I, I ain't trying to, like, <laughs> go for the easy target. But she was just really difficult to deal with, just period. You know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, it just, I mean, she ruined her own career, basically. You know? No, she dug her own grave. I just thought about something. Her and Kanye West did a video together. How appropriate. Yeah. Thank you. Lay for Kanye West. That's what you No, I'm just saying, look, <laughs> I love Kanye West as much as I, I go to bed for the nigga. So don't do it, Lonnie. I go to bed for um, Kanye, but he do fuck up sometimes. I got to admit to you know, so. I have my own Kanye West issues. Um, uh, what was that song that he made? Uh, Recently? Blood on the, Blood on the Roof. No, oh, blood on the leaves. Yeah, blood on the leaves. Blood on the leaves. He's a yeah, about his bre- about his breakup with girl. Um, Amber. Yeah, Amber. What y'all? 
I'm I'm sorry. What y'all gonna do is get back on Stacey Dash. <laughs> That's what y'all gonna do. Yeah. He was talking about. But what I was, I was just curious. I was like, did Stacey had to sell her entire soul when she was on Fox News? Was this just a portion? Because. I mean, she was really trying to rock hard with them at Fox, and I mean, hearing about all the shit that was going on behind the scenes, it's like, like how did? I mean, how much? Like, you have to degrade yourself so much so just to get a job at a place that didn't respect you as a person, as a woman, right? Why? <laughs> I guess because she just wanted. I don't know. She just hurt my heart. Even when they hit the clueless re- reunion, I was still like, "Girl, I love you as DM, but I can't see past that, baby." <laughs> Mm-hmm. A friend of mine posted kind of goes to what you're saying, Mark. Uh, have you ever liked the porn star and then you saw them in person and heard them speak? Mm. Did it change how you felt about them? Mm, that's a good point. Um, I know, uh, I don't know about you, Mark, but I can't think of his name right now. Uh, uh, you know, I can probably look him up real quick. But he, not not shorty J. Not shorty J. I, I just can't. This get this dude was a classic gay black gay porn star. Chocolate. Bobby Super, Blake. Bobby Blake. There you go. Thank you. Bobby Blake. Because my whole thing is that like, I don't know, like again, Bobby Blake was like everywhere for a while in porn, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, he became what I think a pastor. He came out with a book and all of this stuff. And like I never met him in person. But I remember, like, just kind of. I like, read him. I read that book and interviewed him for it once. Really? Yes. So, I met Bobby Blake. I met Bobby Blake twice. Okay. Um. Uh, we had lunch together once. He and I had a exclusive. Right. <laughs> he and I had a group of small uh, group of friends. We uh-huh. we all had lunch together. Uh-huh. Um, it was interesting. I'm. I may I may tell that story publicly one day. One day, okay. But it, it won't but be today, it, but, it's, but it's but it's not. Yeah, but it's not the ending that everybody thinks is. Mm. Oh, okay, never mind. Keep that story again. <laughs> but I mean, like I said, I never met that person. None of, end, none, of, none of it ends with anybody's clothes falling off. Yeah, but like, I mean, I, I know now. Like he's, he's he's you know I mean I'm assuming he's always been saved, but now he's in the church. You know that's where he's like really, at least. During the release of the book, you know, um, he is still in the church. Um, he still is very church large. Um, he does not necessarily want to um, answer questions about his porn past. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, it, again, it, in keeping with the spirit of of you know our theme, haha. Um, Past is your past. Don't let it haunt you. Accept it. You know, you, mm-hmm. you did that. Um, you did it well, too, for quite a while. You, right. Right. I was trying to wonder if you did. Bobby Blake didn't really do it for me. He didn't do it for you. He didn't do it for me. But, hell, yeah, that's a damn hangout right there. There's porn stars. And what, who do it for you? Who don't? Yes. Yeah, that might be an entertainment hangout in the secret. Porn stars, the ones you've met, and what they did and did not do for you. Mm. I have yet to meet one, unless you count I've people met. I know in person. But no, <clears> I've <throat> met a few. Mm. Well, I 
that's all I'm gonna say on that right now. <laughs> See, if only because I'm, I'm a good boy and Jared is another one. You don't need to know all that about that. <laughs> I know you don't care. Take it to the grave. Take it to the grave. <laughs> <laughs> they they always say they don't care until they care. Jared Nolan, everybody. Jared Nolan. Uh, next on our tour de force, um, here's a question. When someone ghosts you and then their spirit returns years later, do you allow them back or do you exercise them? Yes, it depends. <laughs> so, any thoughts on that? <laughs> um, honestly, um, uh, I really think that, you know, I would hear them out, but I think that me, I might go back to that space I was in and I may haul off and hit their ass or cuss them out just to get it out my system and then we can move forward. Next. That's close. I think that's. I, I need to. I. I. I need to uh, be transparent. This question actually came from a question that Lonnie asked on Facebook one day. Yeah. This, and and uh, Lonnie, I just want to say because you know I laugh and joke a lot, but I really do enjoy your questions. Your questions are very thought provoking, which is why I almost never answer with a yes or a no because. <laughs> They invoke conversation, and I know how much you love to hear me talk about. And you can't get that with just a yes or no. Uh, I just come to accept that you're slightly difficult. <laughs> mm-hmm. I prefer charismatic. <laughs> but honestly, that that's how I would definitely handle the situation because. You just laughed. You really didn't give me a chance to really express my feelings and get everything out. Or you, you never even said goodbye. You just left. And I was left holding my emotions and holding all this baggage. And now, years later, you return back. I'm now revisiting the, the that, that place again. You need to heal, I think, is that when we start talking about it, the tears may come and emotions may get high or whatever, and I might haul off and hit your ass, and then we can we can have a conversation after that. But I need to express how I feel. I, I can understand that. Um, I was going to say, for me, it's a, it depends on the relationship, the type of relationship, whether it's friendship, you know, romantic, and whether or not... Um, I'm, I guess it depends on whether where, where I'm at in my situation, you know, because I know a lot. Of, I, I looked at a lot of the comments on Lonnie's thread and a lot of people like, nope, nope, nope. I ain't got time for that. And I'm like, see, that's how missed opportunities and shit happen. And I'm not judging anybody. It's just that when you constantly hold on to you, you are so firm on there. It just seemed like there is a smidge of an issue that you have to deal with because sometimes you take whatever the person did to you that ghosted you and you bring it into 
Your next relationship. Your next relationship. You know what I'm saying? And so, to me, in my personal opinion, you have to go back and fix that to see because some when you had that mentality like nope and shit like that. Nine times out of ten, that person probably left because they probably couldn't express their feelings to you. And then there's a whole different, you know, um, it's like a pattern. But you're not going to see that pattern because you're already setting your ways and whatnot, thinking that okay, I was always done wrong. But then you go back and talk to somebody, and they sit there and tell you, um. This is why I left. And you could probably be like, I don't give a shit. I'm in a better place right now. But you're going to get to that crossroad again. And then you'd be like, well, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so told me that, you know, they had an issue with that. And then now this person's saying they have an issue with that. Maybe it's really me. And I'm not trying to mm-hmm. throw it on like you should throw the shit on yourself. It's just that it depends on if you're getting the same results past the relationship, then you're going to have to go back and look, you know, listen and see what the fuck happened. I heard a podcast about this very topic where this woman went back and she, you know, somebody came back into her life and they, she said, she just simply just asked him, why did we work out? And then he said, well, and he lists all the reasons why. And then it was like an opening, a mind opening experience for her. And for some reason, she went back and talked to all of her past dudes and they all told her similar or the exact same shit that the previous person told. You know, so to me, it's a, it's a lesson because, you know, mistakes and mistakes are lessons learned as we go on in life. But, you know, it's a lesson is to me. And I, I, y'all can let's say, Mark, that's not right. But I, a lesson to me is just a part of the whole educational curriculum. Just because you learned that lesson don't necessarily mean that you're done with the education, or done with the course. If you get what I'm saying. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. First of all, Mark. You aren't you aren't right or wrong. That is your experience, and that is your experience. So your experience can be neither right nor wrong. It is the experience that you had. Oh, I mean, um, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. But I, I see what you're saying, though. No, I was just saying the phrasing. <laughs> you know, the phrasing. Oh, That's what I was talking about. The phrasing of the the ed- lessons, the education. That's what I meant. But yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Chris. You were going to say something. I wasn't going to say much. I mean, I, I guess the only thing I can add on to that is that, you know, I think it, it can be a double-edged sword, bringing back someone back into your life that, you know, either you had some past experiences that just, you know, you had some issues in the past or whatever. I think that can work, but I feel you have to be in the right place, you know, to, I guess, bridge a lot of communication you know like you have to be in the right place if, if if that's you know trying to you know provide some form of forgiveness or whatever it may be like it's something that you can't force you know like you can't force anyone to reconcile with you you know or vice versa um so i just feel like you have to be mentally spiritually physically like in the right space to deal with someone that you possibly had, you know, you know, some issues or some type of conflict with in the past. Like you, you just, I just, I feel like a lot of people say like, you need to go back and you need to, you know, make it work with that person or you need to have a conversation with that person trying to find out, you know, what went wrong. And I mean, again, if you're mentally and spiritually capable of dealing with that, go, go ahead. But if you feel like, you know, this is something that you don't want to kind of, you know, if it's a door that you don't want to reopen, then don't reopen it, you know, because again, you cause even more damage, you know, 
um, than what you were dealing with prior. You know, so I mean, that's the only thing I, I can think of to add to it. But when will you ever be ready if that's the case? You may never be. You, you know, know what I'm saying? And I think. But you need that reality check, though. I think I'm. Mm. Okay. Both I'm, y'all ain't gonna save me at the same time. <laughs> I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you. It's one of these stories I told Lonnie uh, when we talked earlier this week about the subject. Um, very late 20s. I think I might have still been 19. 20, no, 20, 21, something like that. Um, I had a very good friend I met at college. And we both lived in Chicago. And after we stopped going to Jackson, uh, we continued to hang out and everything for a long time. She got pregnant. Um, I was there for her when her baby was born and everything. And not long after that, I started my coming out process. Um, Jackie was, was uh, and we didn't necessarily have a problem with that. And then when I started coming out, when I started the coming out process, I got really, really nervous about telling her. And so instead of facing that, I just ghosted on her. Like to this day, she has no idea what happened, you know. And that's always been one of my regrets in life. Um, and if I ever had the opportunity to tell her what happened, I would definitely do it. Um, because, because I'm sure there was a part of her that thought that it was something that she did. And I think that's unfair because it was not about her. It was about me and my fear. Um, so I would hope that if I ever ran into her, because I've not ever been able to find her, um, that if I ever ran into her, she would give me the opportunity to explain that. Um, you know, the thing is, she may no longer care. You know, that was 20 some years ago but you know that i i feel that that is part of my unfinished business the flip side to that is i met someone um as a friend we spent a great deal of time if not in each other's presence because we didn't live in the same place uh online and on the phone and everything and then he experienced some tragedy and okay, well, you know, let me know if there's something I can help you with, help you through this, whatever. And the next thing I know, he kind of, he ghosted on me. He uh, blocked me on Facebook and all that other stuff. And, you know, I, I took it personal for about 15 minutes. Um, and then again, I accepted I don't know what was happening with him. I don't know what's happening in his life. You know, I don't know if he ever decides to come to me and say, look, Derek, this, this is why I did X, Y, Z. I will give him that opportunity mm -hmm. you know, say that. And I can choose to accept it or not accept it. But, I, you know, it, as, as I get older, as we get older, as we grow, as we change, we, I, I feel we need to and that the actions that people take are often not about us. They are about themselves. They affect us, but they are not often about us. Mm -hmm. Wow. I just want to tell you, thank you for sharing your story. I really appreciate it. 
and hopefully she gets a chance to see this somehow. The universe allows her to see it. You never know what the universe is called. Yeah. Wow. That would be. But yeah, I think I will haul off and hit you. That's <laughs> <laughs> the fan. I understand. You know what? But a lot of the truth is, I understand that. As someone who has experienced that pain themselves, I can understand. That can be very painful when someone that you feel very close to, because I don't think that it matters what the the relationship is, whether it's a friendship or whether it's a, uh, you know, whether it's a relation or whether it's a romantic relationship because those romantic relationships are supposed to be friendships also um when someone just leaves and they don't say anything it can be very hard on you Mm -hmm. not a good feeling um go ahead mark now I'm going to interject for a sec for a second to say I'm proud of the students of Notre Dame University of Notre Dame when they walked out of um, Mike Pence, got to talking at the graduation ceremony. They got and walked out. That's all I want to say. That's it. Oh. Lovely. Yes, that seems to be the uh, reoccurring theme. And he was speaking at a school that he that's in Indiana where he was governor. Was this a black school? Excuse my no. my lack of knowledge. No, I think it was Notre Dame. It's Notre Dame. It's Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. wow. oh, a lot of white kids and LGBT students got and walked out. They said it was like yeah. seventy five to hundred kids. A, yeah, you should go. You should go look at the video. I saw the video earlier. Yeah. I mean, literally, it's like if he gets up and it's a mad exodus for the door of cabin gowns. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That just shows you, you know, the people, the public. Are like just over this administration, you know. Yeah, they're not. They're not here for it. They're not here for it at all. Especially when you pay your money and this is your graduation, you know, and you're bringing somebody in. Did we, did we talk about? Did we, we talk, talk about Betty DeVos? I'm, I think we did. I think yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. We did. Last okay. week, right. yeah. Okay. Because that was you entertaining. Know, again, <laughs> yes. Again, so much happens with this administration that it is hard to keep up. It is. Yeah, it's I I was getting, I got back from the movies last night at my about cousin house and came to find out that Sheriff David Clark was his name. Yes, uh-huh. the fucking sat yeah. there plagiarizing the goddamn paper. They sat there hit this shit word for word on TV, and I'm like, y'all just some thieving ass motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all just thieving over there in the Republican Party, the Trump's little inner circle, and everything like that. So I was excited. I sat there and said, if I there's, had to get back on the road. Something- See it for these people who are very quick to jump in front of a camera. Um, I have a different respect for John McCain now. I mean, I always had a little respect for because you know I, I he was a he was a war veteran, so you know I have to have a certain amount of respect for him. But now, we're moving back into politics. What's happening now is you're seeing in the Republican Party people who are politicians and those people who are patriots. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Um, 
the difference is a politician is out for himself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. A patriot is out for the country. Okay. You know, for as much as we might disagree with Republicans, many of them do actually feel that they are doing the right thing for the country. That's mm-hmm. not, you know, that's not necessarily, but they, but they do feel that they are doing the right thing. Whereas um, a politician is doing the right thing for himself. Mm-hmm. And what you're finding is a lot of these Republicans, you know, you see it in, in every conversations about these um, town hall meetings, town hall meetings, uh, where constituents of these politicians are saying, this is not what we want. And you work for us. You are supposed to vote for what we want, not for what you want. We don't want this. Why are you voting for this? No. Yeah. But, but but that's what I was saying. Like, I've always said this, is that I don't believe no one, actually. I'm sorry. I don't believe people, uh, uh, well, politicians or people in government, period. Because people always say what you, what they, what, people say what you want to hear, but there's never a contract that they sign and say, this is what I ran on and this is what I will be doing. It's like, once they get the vote, it's like, fuck y'all. And mm-hmm. and there's nothing that you can do about it. There's not a process where you can say, okay, well, you're out of office. You don't want to represent our city, our town, our government or whatever. There is, a, there is a process. It's a process. That's, that's, well, that's it's called, so it's it's called voting. It is a process. So why, mm-hmm. Come on, I got to wait how many years for this to take effect? I want your ass out now. I don't want to wait. But Lonnie, and, and Lonnie, and here's, and here's the thing. This is why voting is important. But this is also why finding out who you're voting for is important. Right. It's mm-hmm. important. And I don't think people you know, have that type of knowledge. Well, they, choose, they, they chose not to have that type of knowledge was on um, uh, The Daily Show Thursday after that wonderful season finale of Scandal. Oh my God. Um, And one of the things that Trevor Noah asked her was about the and that the, you know, morning of the election she woke up and Olivia Pope was trending because people putting out that meme of, you know, Olivia Pope, we need to come fix this. We need you to come fix this. Mm-hmm. And she was, you know, and it amused her for a minute. And then she, you know, said, but, but here's the problem. Here we are looking for a fictional character to save us, which is exactly how we got You know, we, 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 we talked a lot about the election during the election. We talked a lot about what Trump said, podiums, and how so many people that worked for him said, you can't, you know, what he's saying, he, he doesn't mean that you can't take that seriously. 
because he doesn't literally mean that. And people bought into that. But he did literally mean those things. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, it, it, is, it is unfortunate, Lonnie, that you do have to wait so long that, you know, the upside is the next time people go in, they'll be a little better informed, you hope. I just wish you could fast forward these four years. We may not have to wait four years. We may only have to deal with that. We may only have to deal with that. And then, yeah, and exactly. Yes, what about next year? Midterm elections are next year. It's not just the president. The, The House and the Senate are both run by Republicans. Right. So it is just as important to vote next year to make sure that that is no longer the case. Exactly. Uh, I'm glad you said that we need to really stress that because um, a lot of people don't get that. They think that, you know, everything all ends all at the, you know, if they don't get out and vote at the president, then they ain't doing their job. And they be the same ones going around here spouting that, you know, after they Trump they got elected or somebody got elected in office that they didn't want, they were like, well, you know, the voting system is fucked up. And I'm like, no, you know it's what? not. No, I mean, I mean, because you got to look at it like if you want shit to happen around you and shit's going on around you, you can't rely on. That's even when Obama was in office. I mean, we had this conversation before. Yep. President Obama not going to come to Brownsville, Tennessee or to Detroit or something like that and be like, y'all stop what y'all doing. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. This checks and balances got to be put in play. And I always tell people, because in Brownsville, we had a record turnout for when Barack Obama was running for president. But when Hillary Clinton and um, um, Bernie Sanders? No. Um, Trump? Damn. I, I, yeah, what's the face? Trump. Yeah, fucker. Anyway, so <laughs> when he was, when it was running, when she was running, we had a low turnout. But the people who came out to vote for Barack Obama were saying that the system is corrupt or something like so. What changed between the time when you came out and drove to vote for Barack Obama and the, when you came to vote for Hillary Clinton? And I said, y'all also don't show up because I also told them y'all don't never because I was a voter. Um, I was uh, I worked at the voting booth, so I always tell them y'all didn't show up for the damn local elections when we had the wheel tax added on. Y'all were nowhere to be seen. Now we're paying $127 for um, our tags um, once a year. We should be paying 60 You know what I'm saying? We, um, y'all didn't show up for um, this other shit. You know, we just got lower, like, school board stuff, everything like that. Y'all wonder why we still, is, like, we broke and can't get jobs in time because y'all sit there and let the status quo get they, you know, you know, and then y'all go to the mayor's office and ask for, like, handouts and shit like that. And so y'all don't, you can't sit there and say that the system is corrupted on the local level because y'all don't get y'all asses out of vote until it's federal level. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I was trying to stress to a lot of people. If you want change in your communities, you need to turn around and put the people in in the um, chairs that's going to get shit done that you need, that you think needs to be done. And then them people in turn will go and represent us on the federal level, you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's, it's steps to this shit. You know what I'm saying? And on top of that, like, you know, it, 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 it comes back to what you were saying earlier with checks and balances. Like, 
we all have access to so much information, like right, you know, right in our right on our fingertips. Like we have our smartphones, we have Google. We can research who these candidates are and make sure that these candidates are reflecting the issues and the causes that we care about. You know, so the thing of it is, like, even having conversations like this, be being able to have discussions revolving around the politicians that, at the very least kind of reflect our beliefs, being educated on the politicians that we want to elect into office is all part of that process of holding these politicians accountable, you know? But the thing with it is, like, you got to start on a local level. You have to be informed about the people who are running running for office in your own community and then kind of go from there, you know? But the thing with it is that you, you, you have to have these conversations. You have to do your research to have an understanding of who you voted for, who you're supporting. I don't know if y'all can see this, though, but I have an app... We have an app. In t- I don't know if y'all have it in y'all's respectable states, but we have an app called Go Vote Tennessee, and it tells you your polling locations, the candidate list, the elected officials, your vote information, the election commission, districts, election results, all that shit in one damn spot. Google does the same. I'm not, I know, but I'm just saying, like, you know, you got options. like Chris said, <laughs> nobody, there's no, there's really no excuse. Mm-hmm. You can't go in there and be like, oh, he's a Republican, I'm going to vote for him, or oh, he's a Democrat, I'm going to vote for him, because, you know, you got to go in and know who the fuck this person vote for, because nine times out of ten, you might have a Democrat that finally fucked up and voted for something you didn't want, you know what I'm saying? Or you might have a Republican that actually voted for something that you actually need. Mm-hmm. You got to know who who's doing what and how they're representing you and whatnot. And, and you know, so... Just, <laughs> so what do you say to those people that feel as though that um, you know, even though we're always being told every four years and so often that, oh, my ancestors died for you guys to have the right to vote and you need to go out and vote. And for those individuals who feel a certain way that I don't have to vote just because you feel as though somebody died for me, they died for me because I should use my knowledge of who I want to vote for. If I don't want to cast my vote for someone, I shouldn't be condemned. Well, it's like if you No, that's very hold on, hold on, Mark. So that's very true. What they died for was your right you can use mm-hmm. or not use. Here's mm-hmm. the flip side to that. Tell you it don't okay. use it, you get what the fuck you get. Thank you. That's what I was about to say. Too. Because that's your because that's because that's your choice. That's what I was about you to say. You chose to take you chose to take you you didn't choose the menu of dinner. Yes. You chose to eat whatever the fuck somebody else selected. And And don't complain when the food comes to the table and it's something you don't want. Exactly. And I want to say something what Derek just said because a lot of people, I have this debate with my best friend all the time. He is a big supporter of Colin Kaepernick. And I tell him all the time that I don't have, I, when Colin Kaepernick was protesting and all this stuff and the kneeling and stuff like that, I was like, you know, do what you got to do. I was all team Ka- Kaepernick. But then he sat there and said, I didn't vote and I don't think voting is like necessary or some shit like that. That's what I had to sit there and just throw them like, them, like hold up. And the most important election. Yeah. You can't get, so my friend was like, you can't get mad at him because I said, no, because you are in a position where people are looking up to you and they're telling, you know, they, 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 everything that you're doing, they're being inspired by it. I mean, people out here in masses trying to sit there and make sure that you don't lose your damn job in the NBA and shit, I mean, NFL and shit. And you sit there and say, don't vote. And then when somebody called him out on it, he put a quote up from Malcolm X about from the ballot and the bullet 
speech. And I said, he didn't say that, and y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, Malcolm X didn't say don't vote. He said don't just throw your vote to anybody. He said, you know, I said there's a there's context in this shit. And so that's why I was like, you cannot just sit there and go about what he just said and be like, oh, he put up a damn Malcolm X quote. He won't. No. You can take shit out of context. You know what I'm saying? And that wasn't a good way of um explaining it. So I'm like, on top of the fact that, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you finish. I'm going to finish. Go ahead. I was about to say, on top of the fact that, like, Colin uh, Kaepernick has millions upon millions in the bank, you know? So mm-hmm. if he decides not to vote or whatever, you know, that's his choice. But he's set for life. His kids are set for life. You know what I'm saying? Or wherever's close to him are set for life. He doesn't have to worry about, you know, dealing with a lot of the same issues that we deal with on a daily. You know, the reason why we have to act- actively go out and vote. You know, on top of that, my whole thing's for the people, and, and, I, and I know quite a few folks who are kind of like, you know, anti-government and are against voting. Um, but my whole thing is that if that's your stance, you still want to be proactive in the community, you still want to seek change, then what is your alternative to not voting? You know, how else are you going to, you know, embark or spark change in your own community if you're not going to be actively involved in the voting process? Because if you don't have, to me, a feasible solution to that, then to me, like, you know, I mean, again, like, exactly. It's, it's kind of like one of those types of things of you can move aside and decide not to vote, but don't try to get away or don't try to get, um, don't try to block people from actually, you know, going through the process of voting, you know, because the thing of it is, if you don't have any type of alternative solution, then what are you really accomplishing at the end of this? Speak. So what do you say about those individuals who don't vote because of religious purposes? I, I never heard of such a thing. I never it, heard of such a thing. It, 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 it exists, Mark. Oh, my God. Jehovah's okay. Witnesses don't vote. Well, Jehovah's Witnesses normally don't vote. That I did not know. I have I have my aunt and my cousin are Jehovah's Witnesses. I did not know that. Oh, did they vote? I don't just know. Never had that conversation. We never had that conversation. I'll be honest with you. I'm gonna ask them this afternoon. Like, no, <laughs> because oh. they're separate. Like, honestly, like they don't really deal with the government thing. So, for me, looking at my family members on my mom, well, look, looking at some family members, it was just like, wow, you guys really don't vote, but yet they complain about certain situations and about government cutting different things. But when I look at this person, this the white, okay. Who oh, I can I change my words around? Um, when I look at individuals who are not dark skinned, they're not really affected by some of the changes that are going on. However, for the dark skinned people who had to go through, you know, we shall overcome movements with Mark the King and different things of that nature, and I look at my my family members, I'm just like, you guys missed that whole movement. You guys, like, I don't get it. Like, at what point do you step out of the religion and stop saying, I'm going to wait for God to come? Because God hasn't showed up anytime soon. So you have to deal with this thing called life right now. I have so many words to say about that, but because I'm respectful I'm just going to keep them to myself right now. And that's not, I mean, <laughs> no, I'm just, because I don't want to step on nobody's toes and like, you know, judge anyone. Uh, hold up. Um, hold up. But yet, but yet you're going to crucify somebody who said that 
oh, I didn't vote, and I quoted Malcolm X who said that. Because I it's a different thing when you're sitting there, like, if you did, that's your right, you like, that's like my aunt. Because I had explained it to my cousin, my, my best friend. My aunt said she didn't vote because she didn't see the point. I said, okay. Okay. But my aunt's not sitting there on a soapbox and have all these people, you know, looking up to her, saying that, you know, don't vote because it's, you know, don't don't vote because, you know, your vote, your, your vote is not good and something like this. So I'm like, it's not going to be, it's not going to matter. My aunt just simply said, I don't vote. Okay, Aunt Barbara, you okay? That's fine. That's one person in all of Tennessee, or all of Brownsville, rather, the Haywood County area that's not going to vote. Okay, but you have somebody who has pull, who has influence, and has all of this. You know, the people look up to him like, you know, yeah, yeah. I guess you know. So you know, I, I guess I won't vote because what he says makes sense because they don't have that strength. That I, I'm say strength. To go and just research what he's saying, and then be like, you know what? That doesn't that doesn't help me out. It might help him out, but it doesn't help me out. You know, whatever he says goes because he got money. Because that's the generation we're in right now. If somebody has money, anything that comes out their mouth that that that, that they that, that they're um cool with, they will go with it. You have people sitting there. Somebody could call somebody a buck a bald headed ass bitch at a funeral. But if that bitch got money, yeah, she right for calling that old that old bald headed bitch that because you know she she ain't got none. She her Instagram followers ain't up. You know, I'm like, really? That's what we living in. So when somebody like Colin Kaepernick be like, I don't vote, it's kind of like you're taking away just not one vote. He, yeah, he's he's doing it for himself. But there's people who's going to follow lead with him, and that out that outnumbers that one person in a small town who don't want to vote. That's how I look at it, and I. Uh, you know, they're saying because of his like, say, celebrity yeah. status and his affluence, you know, yeah. he has a greater responsibility. Basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a there's an episode. Back. There's a there's an episode of The West Wing, um, which I mention all the time because that helped educate me politically. Um, where in this episode, the president had the flu or something, so he had been in bed for two days and. So he was watching television and they never said the name of the show, but he managed to catch an episode of Jerry Springer. And so he asked one of his staff, he said, I watched this program where there were two women on the stage and they were fighting about, they were fighting over a man and both of them had had by him weren't married to either, such and such and such, you know, typical Jerry Springer thing. And it's like, yeah, you know, that's, they have shows like that all the time. And the president said, my question is, and that kind of solidified what Mark As far as what we what we find important in the society nowadays, it's about how it, it you know I do not like looking on TV and seeing some chick who got she got a million two million Instagram followers. Why is she on my television now? 
Why is yeah. she on this talk show? Why are they giving her a TV show? You know, there's a script somewhere written by somebody with actual talent. There's actors walking out in these streets now with actual talent. And you putting this chick on because she photographs well. This is, yes, the, 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 the level of importance. But on the flip side, how did the children get this way? We have to take a look at, you know, my generation, at the generation, the, the generation before me. Of this shit get important. Why are you um, looking at Lonnie, like that, Lonnie? I hope you ain't talking about Generation X. <laughs> what? That's the generation I'm from. Generation <laughs> X. We are talking about Generation you, you No, 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 no. No, because see, I'm gonna be honest with you. Generation, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to interrupt you, Derek, but I was gonna say Generation no. X and part of Generation Y are they're the ones who are fl- flocking to this shit. Hey, I'm not gonna sit here and act like I'm above it. Hey, I was sitting there watching the Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion like everybody else was. <laughs> but uh, the thing of the matter <laughs> is, so, say what? You got out and voted, right? Yeah, but I'm just saying that. People younger than us, but what Derek is trying to say is people like our parents and stuff like that. Because, um, am, 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 I, am I right, Derek? Yes, Derek yeah, nothing but 40. I mean, so, oh, thank you, bless you, my child. I am 44. <laughs> my I'm, I'm, but I mean, but no, I'm talking about like my, I'm talking about our parents who are like in their 50s mm. and 60s and 70s yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. That's what I'm talking about because it's so many grandparents around here who get mad when. The twenty and thirty year old parents sit there and raise their kids like and they they baby. I always told my mom, I said now if it had been us, the shit that my niece get away with, if it had been us, we'd have been across the room somewhere by by the mm-hmm. by the swift wind of your hand. Mm-hmm. But yes. Star does is like, well, no, don't do that. That child. I'm like, so what happened between that? Like, what happened where it's like, okay, we got our asses kicked. But with Star and everybody else, it's like, oh, my mother niece is like people like that age, and then the high school kids just graduated and stuff. They have this mentality where if you don't have any money, you ain't worth shit. You know what I'm saying? You don't have nothing to say to me because you ain't out there living in living living the life. But again, that's but but again, that that goes back to the to what they were taught exactly. in the home. I looked, so I looked this up, Lonnie, just so and then people can decide whether they Gen X or not. Generation X typically is the range for people born in the early to mid-1960s and ending in the range of the late 70s to early 80s. So you decide what you are. Clearly, I am Generation X. Um, A question. Yeah. A question. Like, in, do parents or, or do households actually talk about these type of topics? Because if they're not talking about these type of topics, because the parent has to work two jobs or three jobs to put food on the table, or they're going through their own emotional issues, I think a lot of things are getting like we're, we're losing a lot of our our um, knowledge from our parents. Like for Mark, like do your parents ever talk about government while you're growing up with you? Who me? I, yeah, you don't only Mark. I can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. 
I learned. I'm not saying that they didn't talk. It was just the fact they would talk about like Democrats versus Republicans, but it was more than that. I had to go. You know, your parents give you the information. You go research. That's how I say it was with yeah. me. They didn't go in depth like I'm going to tell you about our mayor. Uh-huh. I'm going to tell you it was like you know, yeah, Democrats usually are this, and then Republicans are usually this. And so the fuck you dealing with is a Republican, and that's it. And so, yeah. I think now we kind of live in a generation or we live in an era where a lot of folks have become complacent in a lot of ways. And I think a lot of that is based off the fact that we it's that we have this illusion that, I mean, shit is fucked up, but some folks feel like it's not that bad because they still got their, you know, 4G, you know, they still got their internet access. They still got, you know, the real housewives of Atlanta and whatever form of entertainment to look at. So it's not that bad. It's not so bad to the point where I think some people just feel like they don't really have to, you know, step it up and become more involved in what's going on on a political level, you know, what's going on within their own community. Um, and I, I feel like that's... Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Lonnie, go ahead. Hey, Lonnie. No, 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 go, go, go. I didn't hear, Lonnie, go repeat what you said. I didn't hear what you said. Who are you talking about, me or Lonnie? Lonnie, Lonnie. I think he was... I can't remember what I just said, but I was about to say something, but Chris was the one that was talking. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, just to keep it short, I think a lot of people have become complacent, and I think that's Mm -hmm. a big issue within this current era that we're living in right now. Um, Folks just feel like they're safe, and we're not, you know? Um, And and I don't know, like, I I don't think there's any simple fix to any of Mm -hmm. this, you know? It's going to take us collectively working together. It's going to take us collectively being proactive, you know, being involved in, you know, on, on a political level, being involved, again, within our own communities on a local level, um, and, and just realizing it. You know, I, I wanted to make one other quick point, too, because I think uh, earlier this week I saw a post, someone made a post, and Derek, you made a response to it, where, uh, you know, everybody was talking about rompers, you know, the whole romper thing was going viral. Yeah. All of a sudden, and I noticed a couple of people making comments where it was like, ah, you know, everybody talk about rompers, but we got this going on and this going on. We got basically more serious issues happening. And folks are like dwelling on things that are like just, you know, basic. And I think you made a response where you basically said that, you know, you're right. Like there are more important issues going on, but we still need to find outlets where we can have a break you yes. know, away. Yes. From just all the insanity going on, and all exactly. the tra- tragic, triggering things that are going on it's in our a, society right now. It's a, it's a, it's a question, question that becomes, it becomes the question of, what are you doing? Are you mm-hmm. living or are you surviving? Thank because you. surviving exactly. is something completely different. Surviving is you are fighting something, and trying to stay alive mm-hmm. versus living where you are actually taking some joy out of the fact that you are fighting to stay alive. Right. Exactly. You know, you know. Yeah. I respond. And so I don't, yeah. So I don't mind the rompers conversation mm-hmm. again. 45 is president. Mm-hmm. 45 is president. And there are days when I just don't turn on the news because mm-hmm. I just can't handle it. Right. So I will argue about, rompers. I will argue about drag queens. I will argue about a fucking comic book company because 
those things are not going to end in nuclear devastation. Right. And you would drive yourself insane if you constantly feel like you have to do that. Because I respond, I didn't didn't respond to that until some of the, I saw it a lot and I'm like, damn, can't we not laugh? Can't we not? Because that irks me to no end because you're, you're accusing folks of not being able to like, juggle and walk at the same time or something like that. You can yes. chew bubblegum and walk at the same time. To me, it's an, it's an assault of intelligence. You know what I'm saying? Say, you're not a fan of the whole hashtag, it's a distraction? I hate it. It's a distraction? I, oh God. I hate it. Oh my God. It's a distraction. Oh my God. I, Oh my God! I'm we are always supposed to. We are always supposed to be like, we shall overcome. We should be just upset. We should be just like somebody coming our face. Time, my son. We should be like, man, fuck you. I am black and I'm depressed. And I mean, but you know, this, that's how we always should be. And it's stuff when people say shit like that. I'm like, damn, can we not live? Because when we were actually enslaved. And getting our asses beat, we still laughed. We still got to the we point. We found a way to find joy. We found a way to find joy. That's mm. there you go, Chris. Right there. Yeah. We found a way to find joy. And that's the only I, way. Go ahead. I'm sorry, because I'm, no. I'm I'm sorry. What am I whining it? Shit. I just have one you. more thing. <laughs> what is your one more thing, Lonnie? All right. Over this weekend, I went back home to to um uh, to Arcadia and I was Yay. sitting around. Um my my dad's side of the family, which is a beautiful thing to always be able to do that. And it made me think about it because they were talking about politics. They were talking about people who were running for office in that little small town and saying that, you know, this they, they actually ran down this person's spreadsheet from childhood all the way up adulthood and what they were doing. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm just sitting in my mouth is like, oh my gosh, like, you didn't tell me that I could have had all this growing up, all this knowledge growing up, and and here it is. I'm living with some Jehovah's Witnesses, and they ain't really talk about none of this. So I'm so green when it comes to the world, and 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 that's why I asked Mark was that, like at at the kitchen table or with your family, like do they sit around and talk about these things? And if so, like I'm just in my head, I'm trying to process all of this and trying to think of a way to get connected back into this mm-hmm. so that I'm part of that conversation and so that I have that knowledge and so I can pass that knowledge on to my community. And so it was, to me, it was just a beautiful experience to see mm-hmm. people talking about politics and crucifying my cousin who was Republican. And they were just trying to say, oh, she just became Republican for Jeb Bush or whatever, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm. Well, so Tony, a beautiful experience. I, I was going to say, what I'm going to say this, I'm going to keep it moving. Um, I would say this, Lonnie, I become the person who brings the information to the table in my household because especially locally, because I would tell them everything that's going on at the courthouse, at the, at the county courthouse, at the city hall, everything's going on. So y'all should know I'm the one telling everybody voting day, early voting starts this day and it ends this day. And it mm-hmm. runs for this hour to this hour, you know, and I had to keep informing them because yeah. I didn't get what you get, and I wish I had what you had. I'm not saying that my folks don't, they gonna pay attention, they listen to what I gotta say, and then they'll sit there and spread it to everybody else if it comes up. Because now my mom be like, well, my son told me, she go to church every week. Well, my son told me they doing this at the courthouse and stuff like that, and so I'm just gonna sit there and I'm like, well, I got receipts too. You know, I love my receipts. Hey. So, yes. I'll take pictures and shit. Like, look. Well, <laughs> I, I, 
Lonnie, let, let me say this, because um, I didn't grow up with that either. We didn't discuss uh, politics in my house growing up. Um, but it's okay because the children are supposed to surpass their parents. Mm -hmm. And we are literally living in the information age, as Chris said earlier. Everybody got a motherfucking phone in their in pocket. Mm -hmm. You can look literally look up any information that you need to look up. There is mm -hmm. no reason at all for you to be ignorant about some shit. As Mark said, there's apps, there's Google, where you can go find out what they voting is, where you're supposed to go, who you voting for. You mm -hmm. can Google research them. You can do all of these things now. Mm -hmm. um, it's not just local, it's global. Mm -hmm. yep. You know, you can find out literally all this information is at the tip of your fingertips. So anybody at this point who is ignorant of this stuff and of a certain age, anybody who is ignorant of this stuff is ignorant of this stuff on purpose. And I just want to add one last thing too. Um, also, Lonnie, and it's just to anybody watching, this is to, you know, everybody who's on this panel. Um, I've, I grew up, you know, in a community, in a household where I was often told, you know, because of, you know, my race, because of where I was born, that I was powerless, that I didn't have a voice, mm. that I was limited into what I can do and what I could accomplish. Nothing. We need to realize that the power always lies within the people. Okay. So never feel like your voice doesn't matter. Never feel like your vote doesn't matter. Never feel like your actions and your beliefs always understand that the power is within you, you know? These people that we elect into office, we run them, <laughs> you know? We're paying, you know, their wages. So it, it, it should never be an issue where you feel like, because I hear a lot of folks, especially like, you know, if you, if you grew up in a black community, you know, or whatever, if you're a person of color living in this country, you know, you've probably been told where it's like, you know, you don't have the power, you know, it's, it's the white man, you know, they control everything. and. So there's some truth to that, but the reality is, is that at the end of the day, you know, if we could come together, you know, if we can take the time to invest in our communities, if we can take the time to research and have an understanding of what's going on on a political level and beyond that, man, we could change this world, you know, so never feel like you're powerless, never feel like your vote doesn't count, never feel like your voice doesn't matter because it does. What we're doing right now is more than likely changing someone's life. We're making active change today just being involved in this conversation, you know? Yeah. So. You better preach Chris shit. I mean, hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our final for today, past behavior and the spirit of truth. Here's the question. You have cheated on your partner or significant other, and you want to come clean. Should you leave the truth buried in the graveyard, or should you tell them something they will probably never find out? Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> 
Hey, you put that bomb in my direction. Shit. <laughs> I'm going to pass it over to Mark. Go ahead, Mark. Wait a minute. I wasn't ready. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Uh, shit. Um, Lonnie spoke. So, do you have some, Lonnie? <laughs> um, at, okay. In my early 20s, I was a free spirit. <laughs> and. Um, I felt the need to come clean about some shit. Like my very first relationship, um, you know, I cheated and I confessed it because I wanted to get it off my chest and everything. And so he's just sitting there like, how could you do this? This is just ridiculous. Uh, so he was like really hurt. So it made me hurt. So I said, I would, I, I would never do it again. So some time went by. And some of his skeletons started falling out. And he wasn't going to tell me that he cheated at all. Because he's going to take that shit to the grave. And I just really think that sometimes certain shit you just need to take to the grave with you. You don't need to. Unless, unless you have a kid or you came down with an STD. If it just happened at one time, just keep it to yourself. And just don't fuck up somebody else's life or whatever. That's all I got to say. But I'm not a whole no more. I, I have reformed. That was my early twenty. So don't say that I'm still a hoe now. Well, well I, first of all, I don't think you can be a hoe. You can still be a honey. Like yeah, I don't think people should judge you based on that shit. First of all, so. because nine times out of ten, they probably done the same damn thing. So mm-hmm. nobody's perfect in every regard. Even me, I mm-hmm. fucked up in the, the the one relationship I was in. I did dip out, but that's because they told me to. Mm-hmm. And then I wasn't going to tell them, and because it was like it was the relationship. Me and Derek have had this conversation before about this particular relationship. It was a fucked up relationship. It's the only one I ever had, and this is why I'm still single to this day because I, it's still kind of. It goes back to this, our first topic. This is why, right? You know. So, but anyway, currently. At the time, they were like, you know, I would prefer you go sleep with somebody else because I just feel like, you know, you just need... He was trying to throw shade. And so I said, okay, cool. And I went and dipped and slept with somebody else. I didn't like it. I didn't even finish. And then so I did it two more times. And I didn't say anything. No, it was different, different people. I didn't say anything. And I, you know... And the only reason he found out because he broke into my email account and found the emails. Mm. And yeah, that's all I can say about that. It was a fight. Um, make up sex afterwards. <laughs> and but <laughs> but the problem became it, I knew that shit was off kilter ever since then. And we just mm. you know ended. And it got and it goes back into the first time we talked about where he kind of ghosted me mm. and so but i kind of felt i knew why but anyway i wasn't going to say that because you know he didn't care he mm. told me to i was like what's the point of me telling you to do this and i'm gonna come back and tell you like oh yeah i slept with this person and it like but it's like what you said Lana, it depends on what the situation is now it's a lot of shit i've done well, actually i'm for the take it a little i hope i don't take it left side here but something happened to me when i was a kid Mm-hmm. that I have not told my parents. Mm-hmm. My cousin knows. A few of my friends know. 
I think Derek knows. I can't remember. Yeah. But I've never told my parents because of the situation, a combination of something that they said, and I am about to be 34 years old in two days. And I don't see the point of me bringing it up right now mm. because there's nothing they can do about it. Mm. And, you know, and it'll be just, it'll just be more turmoil on their psyche. Because mm. I am their first, I'm my mom's firstborn. I'm her baby. And, um, you know, but in my dad's middle child. But the point of the matter is, I'm the one that everybody always looks after. And so for me to sit there and say, oh, yeah, this happened to me, they're going to feel as if they fucked up somewhere and they didn't do their job and they don't need it this late in life. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I I like- do you really have to go do it? They said, Mark, go jump off a bridge. Would you have went and jump off that bridge, Mark? Cool. They did not mean for you to go out and, and, and do that. You know that, right? They were just testing you. No, you because they kept, they kept, it was like they had closed up. They had closed up, like, you know, they're like, nah, I don't want to, I don't feel like doing anything. You know, you need to go find some other person to fuck around with. And, but like you said, Lonnie, it probably was a test, but see, that's the problem. I don't do mind games. Mm-hmm. And because when I sit there and actually do end up doing something, you cannot get mad at me because you put that on the table. Because mm-hmm. I had, because you were saying and giving like indication that you were doing something on the outside. So that's why I just, you know, I said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and do this. And, you know, and see, because, you know, his his reason was we were having sex and he said that he felt that I was getting too comfortable with his body, which didn't make any sense to me. Again, mind games. And so he told me to go have sex with somebody else. And so I did. And not saying that if he told me to go jump off a bridge, I would have did it, but it's just the fact of the matter that you're telling me without telling me that you're doing your dirt right. and that I should do mine too. Because you're like a fool sitting there being loyal and I'm out here fucking around. That's in what I thought. Any, in any type of relationship. Mark, Mark hold, on, hold on, Chris. Go ahead, wanna, go ahead, go ahead. Before we get too far. Mark, I want to, and I, and I've said this to you before and I want to say this again. Um, Here's the difference between this conversation and rolling there. When you step out on your partner, that is your choice. What happened to you? Yeah. Um, you had no control over that. And I'm not trying to be Ayana. I ain't trying to fix nobody's life. <laughs> But I do, I will say that those things stay with you and they do, they, they color the lens that you use to look through. And, you know, sometimes you got to, sometimes you need to get that off of you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you, you have to get that off of you. Um, so I'm just I'm, I guess I'm saying that for people out there because uh, because because what winds up happening is a lot of people I've talked to a lot of people who have gone through those type of experiences and and a lot of times they haven't told their parents they haven't told anybody you know sometimes it's a secret shame sometimes it's well you know at this point it's not going to make a difference but. 
when I went through therapy, my therapist and I talked about the young me that lived inside. Me that was still hurt, the me that was still confused, the me that had been damaged and would scream and cry out. And I think that that's true for a lot of us. There's that part that still needs to be healed. And sometimes that can only start when you hunt. Take your time, brother. Take your time. So I just, I just, I wanted to, I, I, I wanted to say that. Hallelujah. Um, I don't think, I, I think that too much happens when we stay silent. Amen. You know, I think too much happens when we stay silent about things like that. Hallelujah. So, I'm sorry, Chris, go ahead. You were going to say something. No, 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 no. That needed to be said. Um, to me, that's that's all truth right there. I mean, I feel like in any situation, um, communication is always key. And I think being honest with yourself and being honest with others um, is not only a way of, I think, being able to kind of let go of any type of any type of pain um, or damage, but it's also a way of you know being able to kind of like heal yourself, you know, and not allowing the weight of of anything hold you down, you know. Um, and I mean, there's levels to all of this, um, but I'm a firm believer that you know. Honesty is the best way of dealing with any type of situation. I mean, especially when it's something that directly affects you or people that you care about, you know, because the reality is that, you know, I mean, there are some things that you could kind of like, you know, push to the side and kind of hide away in the corner somewhere and try to ignore it. But in your mind, in your spirit, it will always exist to some degree, any type of way, you know. I mean, it, it also, you know, I feel like it, it's not so much of bringing something up and really stressing yourself on, you know, who it may hurt and, you know, and what type of old wounds that it may open. But it's about, I think it's, 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 it's really a part of being able to not allow anything to kind of, I don't know, like, just weigh you down in any type of way, you know? Um, and, and, and like I said, again, Beyond, because I mean, I'm not fully aware of the whole situation with you, Mark, but I, I know like I've been through experiences in my life on, you know, on a sliding scale. And in short, you know, I've gotten to a point where I just kind of prefer being clear and transparent, you know, um, if it's you know, between a relationship with somebody, you know, that, you know, I'm intimate with, this is between my family or whatever, because, you know, I grew up, you know, um, feeling as if that, uh, feeling as if I couldn't like really speak out on a lot of things because of, you know, who it may hurt and, you know, how it may affect other people. And I wasn't thinking about myself. And, you know, as a, you know, a grown man, 32 now, like I've realized that, you can't lift anyone else and also you can't put your life on hold for someone else. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times, I mean, going back to like, you know, relationships, I see a lot of folks, you know, try to, you know, be, 
not so much being dishonest, but just not living within their own truth, I guess, for lack of better words. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, again, you can possibly, you know, avoid certain situations, but in some way or some form, it's, 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 it's still going to linger, you know, especially nowadays, because I feel like we live in a day and age, again, we're talking about, you know, social media and how we have access to so much information. You know, now it's like, you really can't do anything without someone being aware of it, you know? Mm-hmm. It may not be someone close to you, but, you know, uh, again, like, you know, <laughs> from, you know, what we tweet and what we post online, like, there's so much information about ourselves that is, is, is just out there, you know? So instead of trying to ignore it or deny it or avoid it, just own it, you know what I'm saying? And, and and not feel as if it's something that you should be, quote unquote, ashamed of or, you know, like I said, because like I said, again, I mean, the truth can be hard. It can be difficult, but it also can provide you with so much healing. You know, it can be a process where you can find freedom. You can find freedom in honesty. You can find freedom in just speaking the truth, you know. Um, so, I mean, yeah, but it, but it is complex. And I mean, I would never force anyone to, you know. I guess go out and be vocal about whatever type of situation, if it's, you know, being cheating in a relationship or whatever. But at the same time, I mean, I can just speak for myself. You know, I've learned that, you know, just kind of being honest in terms of what I want and what I've gone through or whatever has allowed me not to still feel as if, you know, I don't know, like, like my, 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 my voice, my existence, like it allows me to feel like I have value by speaking out, by speaking the truth allows me to feel like, you know, my life, you know, um, my purpose, like I, I still have value basically, you know, so. Yeah. Okay. Amen. I do appreciate that. Um, but yeah, man, um, I don't know. For me, I don't know. It's just my, you know. It took me a long time to come out to my parents. So right. it's just the way that, like you said, like because I'm like you, Chris, was raised in a certain way. You know, we talk about how it, all this comes together. Like how Lana was talking about how his parents were, uh, his dad, his folks were talking about politics at the table. Now you had a child come in there and sit down. This my folks will tell you, take your ass back in the back room. This grown folks talking about stuff. You know, grown folks conversation. Mm-hmm. But I know other kids. Whose folks, who kids who like I went to college, I felt like I was stunted in a certain type of growth. Mm-hmm. Meaning that, you know, in terms of like adult situations, there was like my fellow peers who were like two years younger than me, two or three years younger than me, knew shit that I had no clue about. Mm-hmm. Because and they would tell me how their conversations with their parents were so like their parents would inform them on shit that needed to be know that they needed to know about. It wasn't like you go in the back room and sit with the rest of the kids. It was more along the lines of like, you know, you need to um, know this information. So my parents, when it comes to the situation I went through, I'm going to just go ahead and say it. Um, one of the reasons why I went and did not tell them at a young age what happened was because we was watching a Gerardo episode. And it's crazy how I can remember this shit like it was yesterday. But the Gerardo, you know, was exploiting and was talking about the Menendez brothers. And they were talking about the the, the um motive that they gave about why the Menendez why, why the Menendez brothers like snapped. Mm-hmm. And you know, they would say they would molest about their dad. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind I was touched by a 
school about a local neighbor or something like that. He was a 13 year old kid. I'm not against details, but the problem is that my mom said while I was watching it, well, because I don't want to make my mom seem like she's just this. We're not gonna judge your mother. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, but it just, you know, I'm real. I, my family is my my heart, so because she didn't know, she didn't know any better, and so she was like, "Well, if they kept it with them that long and didn't say anything, they must have enjoyed it." And so I was sitting there with her, and she said that, and I was like, "I didn't enjoy that," you know what I'm saying? So I didn't want her to feel like. And this is, goes back to the reason why it took me a long time to come out as gay. Because mm-hmm. I didn't want them to feel that, okay, somebody touched you. That's what. That's the reason why you like men. That's the reason why you like that and stuff like that. And so I just told, I went. I mean, I went to an insane asylum. I'm, I'm not saying insane asylum. I went to an asylum mm-hmm. after I tried to take my life when I was a um, sophomore in college. And one of the reasons was because I couldn't talk to anybody about my feelings. You know what I'm saying? And because I was so scared that someone's going to find me out and all this assumptions and shit come up. And so when I came out the the, the hospital, my mom asked me, why did you do it? And I told her because of y'all. But I didn't tell her the full story. I just told her because of y'all. Y'all don't let me breathe. I can't... <sighs> I was expecting to do all this on this hangout today, y'all. I swear I got one. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, okay, it happens when it happens. Yeah, so I'm just going to leave it at that. But mm-hmm. I, I get what you're saying, well, Chris, and I appreciate I, well, it. Well, Mark, I'm going to repeat. You you are loved. You have a love system. I love you. I've told you this many times before. Yes. I know several people who love you dearly. Um. Your mother spoke out of ignorance, and I'm not insulting yes, her. Yes. She spoke out of ignorance because she didn't know. She didn't know. You know, and, and yeah. if you decided to tackle that with her, it is about your truth, not about her ignorance. Right. You know. And your truth is that no matter how long you sat on this, it has nothing to do with whether you enjoyed it or not. Because it wasn't your consent. Right. Mm-hmm. You could not consent to this. Um, I, 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 I will, as out there, I do understand a fear that comes from that I have a very good friend who confided with me some stuff that he went through. Um, he was molested by a cousin, and he was molested by a minister—not a minister. Uh, what do they call him in the Catholic Church? Priest. Priest, and a priest, and um, his mother when he finally told her she did not respond well Um, she did not respond well and she low key blamed him that he went through Um, they don't have the best relationship right now this was many years ago because he's older than me um You know, but again, he it was it was 
something he needed to say. It was something they needed to go through. It doesn't always turn out well, you know. Yeah, it does. This is a decision that you have to make, but but I think it's really important to understand and just kind of echoing what Derek shared earlier. One, you are love. Okay, you. you have people in your life, you know, who are on this hangout right now. You have people in your life, you know, probably far and beyond who, regardless of whatever you've been through, whatever you experience in life, they will be there for you. They will support you. So never feel like you're alone. Because I know that's a, a big part of feeling as if you can't speak out. You feel like no one will understand and no one will care and no one will listen and no one will believe you. And if I can say this to anybody, trust and believe that there is someone in your life who will be there for you no matter what you've experienced and whatever you've dealt with. So that's number one. And, you know, like I said, number two, just know that you always have someone to talk to as well, too. You know, I mean, even if you don't feel comfortable coming out, you know, speaking about this with your family, you know, mm-hmm. talk to somebody, you know, because I think a big issue in our community is that we feel like we can't speak to anyone. We we hold this trauma in any form of trauma. I mean, even if you feel like you can kind of control it and maintain it, it will eat you alive if you don't have, uh, you know, a space where you can release, you know, and, and yeah. have these type of conversations. Yeah. So important, you know, um, because, the, and, and I think just talking here, you know, your experience, you know, you're not the only one. I mean, there's so many people that I know personally you know, who've gone through the same thing. And same thing. the sad thing for a lot of them, that again, they haven't been able to even really have a conversation. You know, like, I, you know, and I mean, this is a whole different M3 topic in itself, mm-hmm. you know, but the conversation surrounding, you know, trauma and abuse, especially in our youth, and holding on to that trauma and allowing it to dictate how we live our lives and how we love ourselves. You know, um, because I I try to tell folks, don't let your trauma define you. You know, don't feel as if your trauma is dictating how you live your life now. You know what I'm saying? Um, Because I know there's a lot of people in general, men, women, gay, straight or whatever, who feel like something happened to me. This is the way this is why I am who I am. And Mm -hmm. I feel like you have to own in 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 and I mean more importantly than that you just have to love yourself and understand that whatever you've been through it's not your fault you know what I'm saying yes, exactly don't victim blame yourself you know and um and like I said again just just know that you have someone to talk to like I I mean again you know no pressure no pressure no pressure like don't feel like you have to do anything that you don't want to do you know in regards mm-hmm. to this but just know that you always have somebody to talk to you know so I appreciate that. I really wow. do. I'm here too, Mark. Love you. I love you too, Lonnie. <laughs> this is one of the deepest hangouts I've ever been on. I know. That's that's the hangouts. <laughs> because we could go through like shading, you know, the trucks Oof. and whatever to, to some real, real, real shit. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. This is good. This is some good that stuff. That question did not need to lead to all that, but I'm glad it did. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Thank I, you, Ayala. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, beloved. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> my watch. Not on my watch. 
is well, a drink too. But, but yeah, I guess <laughs> I'm like, listen. Yeah. On that note, because um, I think we should end on something high. So we're going to, uh, something high and, and good nature. So I'm going to um, mark Oestas mm-hmm. speak for a minute or two about <laughs> something that is real funny and will make everybody laugh. RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, okay. Oh, talk about needs some fucking wine. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I was distraught. Because oh. even if you don't, because even if you don't watch the show, <laughs> you're familiar with pop culture, you understand why this was so fucked up and so shocking. Go ahead, Mark. Well, this year we had. 14 queens again, and the front runner clear out the gate was a young queen from LA named Valentina. Now, I'm not gonna lie, I was one of those, like, I, I was kind of saying the same thing, like, um, shit, um, Aja was saying, they all, you know, uh, what, 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 what's the quote, Derek? Uh, you're beautiful, you're, uh, this, and you like Linda Vangelista, you, you know. Don't. Yes. You know, I was yes. like that too. I'm like, Jesus, everything they say, I mean, she's a beauty queen. She's beautiful, but what else can she bring besides that? But she's also smart. She was, so she won me over, like, after two episodes, she won me over. I'm like, this bitch is going to be probably like this year's Violet Chachki. She and can't do no wrong. she's only been doing drag for like a seven, eight months. Seven, eight months. And so, is she or doing it professionally because she's, she studied the art, but she had been out there doing it. She was, she, Valentina is what most of these queens need to do. Study shit outside of RuPaul's Drag Race. Go study the show. Study drag mm. in general. And so she came on that when she started professionally. That way she wasn't busted and anything like that. She never one of those like my baby drag busted stories. Long story short, they had a challenge, and it was a good challenge. But she didn't do her all, so she fell in the bottom too with Nina Bonina Brown. So I'm already like heaving like. Valentina and Nina, my two faves are at the bottom. Let there be a miracle. But Valentina had on a fucking mask while she was lip syncing. And when Michelle and, uh, when Michelle got to talking... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> the challenge this week the challenge this week was club kid look. Yeah. 80s club kid look. And this is the first time or first or second time that these queens like brought it. Yes. So this was some costume. Just like wow, okay, that that's that's something. That says something. So yeah, her her club kit look was a red leotard with a cape and a Thank Venezuela you, flag on it. And then she had this bejeweled mask that went across the bottom of her face. And 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 just a side note, I I remember the Club Kids. One of my favorite campy movies is Party Monster, starring Macaulay Culkin about the Club Kids and Michael Alec and Alec, whatever his name is, not a shit. So they brought it. If you've seen that movie, then you know what we're talking about. That's the type of looks they were bringing. So hers was face was covered up. They started lip syncing, and so I'm like, is she not gonna take that off? And this is what I said that Rue and Michelle like, is she really gonna lip syncing that? And the Rue's like, stop, stop, stop. I said, oh, my goddamn. Rue has never stopped a goddamn lip sync. <laughs> and then Rue was like, this is a lip sync. Valentina, this is a lip sync. 
We need to see your lips. Then Rue said, take that thing off your face. And the, the tone that Rue used, I'm like, oh, shit. And then I'm like, she must be okay. And then Valentina, and Valentina said, I would rather keep it on. And I was like, no. I would rather keep it on. I was like, no. My mouth went to my mouth. Y'all make me feel so bad for not watching RuPaul. And then Ru looked like, Chris, though, Ru looked like, did this bitch look at the shape? Like, did this bitch just sit there saying, <laughs> Am I talking to myself? Am I having a Did you have any teeth or something? No, she's beautiful. Everything's like just straight. Everything's like she's beat for the gods. Here's the thing. That bitch didn't know the goddamn lip sync song. So she oh. thought she was going to play through it with the fucking mask on. And Bruce said, Did you not? Is this, is, this, is, this, is this stuff that you're not getting? This is a lip sync. What do you see your lips? Okay. What's her name again? Valentina? Valentina. And then Valentina sat there and did the, she started lip syncing, but you could tell she didn't know the words. She was trying to cover her mouth and everything. And one of the queen, other queens, Shay Khalid, was like, oh, she don't know the words. <laughs> and it was so I was like, but it was funny, but it was like, still, you sitting like, she going home. And Nina Bonita yeah. Brown, baby, I love you, but... If Valentina had learned the words, I was I was fearing for Nina to go home. Cause I'm like, Valentina gonna know those words because I've seen her lip sync before. And so I'm like, she can lip sync, so why didn't she? And then we saw Untuck. She didn't bother to learn the damn song. <laughs> she had the damn mask on her face the whole entire time during Untuck. She just gave up. And it was just like so, and like Derek said, the first time in Drag Race history, I said, boy, I called Derek as soon as the credits here. Like, I need to talk to somebody, goddamn. I need to talk to somebody. Somebody needs to talk to me right now because I'm distraught. And we have a member in our group, the RuPaul Drag Race Shade Panel, where they kind of spoiled it. They spoiled it two weeks ago, didn't it, Derek? They had a picture of the, I'm like, what the fuck? I said, this is fake. And somebody said, this is fake. This is so-and-so, so-and-so. You know, I said, okay, it's fake. But that tea was real. And now I'm like, Shh. and then his uh, Valentina's reason was he said that he just basically said, I fucked up. I'm not going to sit here and dwell on what I could have done or what I should have done. No, at that particular moment in my life, I fucked up. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to own it. So, you know, and the person who won the challenge this week, one of the people who won the challenge was Sasha, Valo- was Sasha Valor. And she was in Nashville Friday night as it aired. Oh, and I was like, huh? I said, oh, was she? Yeah, she was at play. And I was like, if I could just get my ass there. If I had been in that club, I would have walked up to Sasha. Bitch, what was your take on that whole shit? I need to know. I can't wait till next week. Because that shit was just crazy. And so... I want to apologize, because while you was going in, I went ahead and, you know, used some of this access. And you watched it? And watched it. And I'm sitting here, like, low-key gagging. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like I'm mentally gagging. Because the look, the look on Ruth's face, she's like, what do you not understand? <laughs> she knew she was caught. She knew it. Yes. And it was, but the fact that you had to have Ruth stop that damn. Right. That's the thing. If I had been one of the bitches standing in the back watching, I'd have ran back staying like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. Because you don't want to see Ruth because you never see Ruth. Ruth rarely loses his resolve. 
Who was the one? Shay? Shay? I don't know how to pronounce the last Shay Kool Aid. Shay Kool Aid was like, she didn't know the word. She did not know the word. <laughs> oh, we, oh, okay. But I love, but, but, but I love Michelle Visage, who was sitting at the table. Is she serious? Exactly. <laughs> like, is she serious? She ain't going to take that off. For real? Are we getting a reveal? Okay. Did she do something in the back of it? We'll get a reveal or something like, like bitch, please. I and I think so. that's what they waited for. I think they waited, they gave her that time that maybe that she was going to incorporate taking that off into her lip sync. Yeah. When they realized, no, this is just, she just ain't going to take that motherfucker off. <laughs> I was like, nah, 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 nah. Oh, oh bitch. And this is my thing. Like, and again, I don't watch the show that often, but I, and again, I'm not. You know, a, a drag expertise to any degree. But my whole thing is that, okay, you don't know the words, you know, but you gotta still, you know, lip sync for your life. So I'm pretty sure when, you, when they do the, the, the lip sync for your life, when they do the performance, they have free range of that stage. Like they could move, dance, flip, twirl. I'm like, why is she yep. standing in one position? <laughs> like, why did she even like. Hello, somebody. I'm yeah. just saying, because she could have got on the floor, played a couple of times. Chris, she is the second queen this week, this season, uh, to have to lip sync for her life and stand in that one spot. She was like, I don't lip, I don't lip sync. Again, then why are you, are you here? No, yeah. I don't lip sync. You know, I don't uh, do any of the things here? the show calls for. Then why the fuck are you here? But did you see the tweet, though? That's that's the the first queen who didn't lip sync. She just stood there with like just and when he said he tweeted, he said, Oh, I could have wore a mask. And somebody tweeted back at him, you could have moved. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Nina, what is it, Nina Bonina? Nina Bonina oh, Bonina. She's, yeah. Nina Bonina is moving, she's doing a full thing, you know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm just like, because that's my whole thing. Like I again, I I've been to enough drag shows, I've seen enough drag performers. Like part of the performance is lip syncing, but it's also selling the performance too. Yeah. Yes. You, you, yes. you twirl the show. You spin, you twirl, you do whatever. And I'm like, you already fell because mm-hmm. you're not doing words, you just stand in the wrong position. I'm like, nah. Exactly. I was just devastated. So. I was just upset and devastated. I was just like, I did start drinking right after that. I'm like, God damn it, I pulled them out. I, that, I'm, this is my second bottle over here, but I had to drink right then because I was like, this is some bullshit. I was like, so, but no, and then the other thing was in the group, um, of our group, one of my friends said, when Rue said, this is a lip sync, Valentina, we need to see your lips. And then you heard Luke, because the, the tone, Chris, you heard it already. Yeah. Take that thing off your face. And my friend said, when Rue said that, I, I had a blanket off through that shit off of me like, bitch, what? Like, what? <laughs> he said he was at home so deep into the TV, like, and when Bruce said he just took, he just took the blanket off, absolutely, like, just stood there. Yeah. Because <laughs> that feels like, okay. But the thing with it, that, that's why Rue is fucking RuPaul. You know what I'm saying? Because Rue, listen, Rue, Rue I, I'm sure, Rue already knows the game. She's already fully aware of all the stunts, you know, before they even phone out there or whatever. Yeah. I was like, you're not, you're not going to play Ruth. You know what I'm saying? You, especially when she was like, I prefer to keep it on. Ruth was like, you know this is my show. This is RuPaul's Drag Race. Take that shit off. You know what I'm saying? You know what you got? There's an old, there's an old uh, drag queen trick where when you don't know the words, you just say peaches, apples, pears. <laughs> yes. Yes. I know about that trick. <laughs> it's just an apple pear. 
peaches, apples, pears, peaches, apples, pears, and you hope that it kind of links, syncs up with whatever the fuck you're saying. Listen, when I'm at work, sometimes they have me do presentations in front of our, you know, our, our staff or whatever, and a lot of times I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So I'm going to try that. Good night. Good night. You're a fan of loud. But if that happens, if that happens, I need you to send me video. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. Because, yeah, I was like, Valentina, then Valentina, I still love him. This fool had audacity to release a damn music video. Like, nah, don't do that. Really? Don't do that. Don't do that. But don't you know, do that, bro. Thing, it was original. Piece. It's an original, but it's just the fact that he released a music video and I didn't even look at him like, Valentina, I'm still pissed. And you know, the memes came. We were rooting for you. We yeah. were all rooting for you. How dare you? <laughs> I saw that today. But yeah. and, and real quick before we leave, while I do appreciate that rant that Tyra made so many years ago, mm. uh, I still think it was inappropriate when she made it. Yeah, I agree with uh-huh. you on that. I agree with you on that. Really? She made that when she made she made that rant to one of the contestants of America's Next Top Model, <laughs> and it. The second, the girl's second time on the show. First time she had been on there, she was just angry. Like she was, she 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 had that whole feeling that everybody was against her, against her. So her responses were always angry. Yeah, and she got. I mean, she didn't work well with other models. She didn't work well with people on the show. You know the 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 professionals that they brought on the show, and she got sent home. And apparently, after that, she went home. She watched the show. She saw, you know, how she behaved, and she's got herself some help. They let her back on the show for another season, and so this is where the whole rooting for you part came in. But what happened? She felt herself. She'd done all of this new work on herself and she felt herself sliding back into that person that she had been. And she recognized it. Um, And she said, "Um, this is turning me into somebody I don't want to be. And I recognize some signs and I need to go. So I'm going to leave. Mm. And that's when Tyra gives that speech about how everybody was rooting for her. Mm. But again, I think I take that as a very adult thing to the second time around recognize this shit is unhealthy for me. Yes. Yeah. You know. And, no, I was going to say I kind of had issues with Tyra because I was looking at Tyra Banks. Can I look at Tyra Banks and I look at RuPaul? I'm glad you brought it up. I look at Tyra Banks and I look at RuPaul because people always compare the shows together. Even on Watch What Happens Live last week, somebody asked Ru asked Tyra Banks why didn't um why haven't she invited RuPaul on the show? Or she said, "Well, RuPaul hasn't invited me." So yeah, and so I was like, "Hold up, hold up, damn, Ty, hold up." But that's another story though. But I looked at Tyra Banks like a lot of the shit you put these girls through. I don't think that you actually went through oh, all no. these cycles you'd have been through. Your career has not expanded that damn much. Oh, you know, there's only so many years. There's only some days in the year, and mm. fashion shows and shit like that. And you know, actually, fashion models and supermodels kind of got phased out like real quick in the, like the mid mid nineties. 
late 2000s and stuff like this. So a lot of stuff you're doing, you're just creating and whatever. So mm-hmm. I'm like, whatever. Rup, the shit that RuPaul has put these drag queens through, I know he's been through because I've seen him, you know, everything. And anyway, we got some yeah. comments. <laughs> we got some comments from Black Panther. Thank you for joining us, Black Panther. He says, don't let your trauma define yes. you. You better say that. He said, you are in resistance. He said, someone didn't know the old school trick of mouthing watermelon motherfucker. <laughs> and, he said, and he said, y'all forget when Timmy Brown in season one didn't learn to lip sync and just danced around. <laughs> Timmy Brown was crazy as fuck, though. That bitch was crazy. I mean, it wasn't that Tammy didn't learn to lip sync. Tammy was Tammy was ready to go home. She gave up. She gave like, up. She said, she said, if they call me to lip sync for my life, I'm just not going to lip sync. And Tammy's kind of uh, crazy, though. Tammy was... <laughs> And Tammy got some issues. Yeah, I was kind of scared of Tammy Brown, especially when she came back for All Stars. What? <laughs> Who Anita Flowers? Yes. Who Anita Flowers got got trapped with that girl? That was as bad as real quick question. So did they, they have like the full like all the seasons of RuPaul Drag Race anywhere? Like, I mean, outside of that, so they have like a Blu-ray DVD. You know, why am I asking that question? We I think it's on that. Amazon Prime, if I'm not oh, mistaken. I right. Hulu. Hulu, no, Hulu have them. Hulu have them. I know Hulu has them. Hulu, Hulu has them? Yeah. Man, all the recent seasons outside of the the one that's airing right now, right? Yes. Okay. Because I need to catch up. A, I mean, I, I, I was a... It took a while. It took a while for season one to mm-hmm. come out because they used a lot of Destiny's Child Beyonce music. And then the show didn't have the money to pay for the show to be repeated mm-hmm. and pay for the music rights. Oh, okay. But now, though, because <laughs> right but now, yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. like after the fourth of the season, they was like, okay, we got the money now, we can release the, the first season. They called it the lost season. We got the coins. Yeah, it, it's crazy because um, I was just watching. Uh, what was another video that popped up? Um, I don't know if any of y'all keep up with these, uh, these these white girls who like to appropriate, like, you know, gay culture and black culture. All of them. Um, but Katy Perry is the, the new contender in that arena. And she, and I'm, I'm not going to like really try to shake Katy Perry too much because I've, I've liked a few of her, her songs or whatever. But she did a performance on SNL last night. She did? She has, yeah. She has this new song. It's called Swish Swish. But it makes a lot of references to a lot of like, you know, drag lingo and gay lingo like tea and shade and receipts or whatever so the performance she did on snl though she brought on a bunch of drag queens and it was basically a drag show like they came out they danced they spin including including vivacious who was a contestant yes yes, yeah yeah which is cute but you know again you know and it's like i said this is a different topic another topic for another day but you know, you have a lot of these straight pop artists who love, who love to tap into gay culture, drag culture, the LGBT community in general, to, to you know to get some views, to get some listens, to get get a few coins, and then once they get those coins, they out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I mean, for Katy Perry, I don't know. Like, I want to say Katy Perry is probably done work within the community or whatever, but I, I was just watching her performance. I'm like, wow, like, you are really, like, really going in. You know, like, I don't know if y'all remember, Miley Cyrus did something similar at the VMAs uh-huh. some time ago, where she brought out a whole bunch of 
a drag performance for RuPaul Drag Race, whatever they came out performing, whatever. Because, yes, I remember that. But now Molly is saved. Okay, she's a good country girl now, so she don't fuck around with none of that shit. <laughs> hip hop, I got you. you know, that she don't But the point of it is, though, like, like when I look at something like RuPaul Drag Race, like it's become like such a phenomenon recently. You know, um, you know, like now, I mean, people have been talking about it for a while, but. I mean, everywhere I go, someone's talking about, like, have you watched RuPaul's Drag Race or, you know, there's an SNL skit or whatever. And it just shows you, like, I mean, RuPaul, we already know RuPaul is a pioneer. She's an icon in every shape yes. and form. Um, but also, like, the drag community, you know, it doesn't get enough praise. You know, like, you know, here locally, and I'm pretty sure you go to any major, you know, city or town, there's, you know, some gay club doing drag shows. And, these drag performers come out and they put on a show, you know, and they may only make a few dollars a night, but they put on a show. And it's just crazy seeing how now mainstream media is paying attention to it. But like, you know, these folks have been doing this for the longest, you know what I'm saying? Like this is an mm-hmm. art form that has been building for decades, you know? Yeah. So, That's how Tyler Perry got famous. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> listen, yeah. even though he don't want to acknowledge that though. You call if you go ahead and say, you know what, like Tyler Perry, like you know, low key, you're a drag queen. I rebuke you, Satan. You know <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, didn't Rue use his picture as Medea in one of um his um history of drag um specials or something like that? I believe he did. Wow, because <laughs> it's drag. Yeah. <laughs> it is drag. That's all it is. Yeah. Um. I bet you, like, Tyler Perry, you know, off camera, that motherfucker probably be lip-syncing for his life every day. Hello, somebody. (laughs) On a regular. You know it. Hey, Ali. Hello. How you doing? We need to go back to our first topic. We were talking about, um, yes. There he go. What? Yes. What's up, Ali? What's up? How you doing? I'm doing just fine. How you all doing? We're doing We're good. good. I'm yeah. good now. Oh, oh are you good? I'm oh, good. Oh, really? Wow. You're Excuse good. There's a lot of oh, yeah. that came oh. in. Oh, yeah. For, forget Bobby. <laughs> Bobby. Who's Bobby? Bobby who? Bobby who? Bobby Blake. Oh. 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 <laughs> Oh, damn. Wow. Ah, yes. Man, so I lived back in the day. Well, that's it. Yes, God. Back that ass up. Mm. Nope. Did I just say that? Yes. <laughs> yes. God, back in the day. Yes. Um, hey. we, we spoke briefly about actors. Mm. Oh, uh, I see. I yes. That that's where all oh. this is coming. Oh, okay, because I was like, uh, I didn't read any about this in the topics. <laughs> I don't even know how it came. Uh, up. The show took a uh, the show took a very uh, long way turn away mm-hmm. from the script that was originally sent out. Okay, uh, not that it was a bad thing at all. We yeah, we we, we did a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, well, as long as we deal with it, that's safe. Yeah, that's fine with me. I was about to say, you know, um, and this is like all out of love, like because the, the conversation 
basically was revolving around um, is that anyone you you know you, you met um, in person in adult entertainment that kind of like I don't know ruined the fantasy or you just had different views on. And you know, I mean, Ali, you you're a master of many things, but also you know your work in adult entertainment. Like, not only have I gotten my life from you know, your past projects, but meeting you and speaking to you on a personal level, you're also an awesome guy, just period, you know? So well, I, I would try, but I, I really do appreciate thinking that and, and I do, uh, I'm humbled by it because I have my moments. Mm -hmm. I am I am the nicest person in the world. Everything depends on the approach. If there's an approach to me the right way, I, I will give you the world. Mm -hmm. The moment you oh. completely disregard that I am a human being and don't just see me as a sex object, mm -hmm. that's a problem for me. Right. Especially if you disrespect my other half, because you can say whatever you want to me. The mm -hmm. moment you disrespect my other half, gloves are off. Mm -hmm. And it's, and, and that's literal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because that will ask, basically, you ask you for an ass whooping. <laughs> Directly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And not of the kind that you're going to enjoy. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, and, I, and I think that's, you know, a lot of things. I think even for us, you know, um, you know, being a part of M3, you know, people watch us and they probably have their own assumptions about what we're about and mm -hmm. how we are in public. Um, and I mean, I can speak personally, you know, everyone that I've met offline you know or m3 have been like, like they excuse me for a minute but they usually go like holy shit <laughs> that too <laughs> that's that too thing. like oh my god did you but, <laughs> but that's why it's so important like i mean honestly like you know i mean we all have i mean I, there's plenty of folks that i follow on social media or i follow because i've seen them on tumblr or whatever and, you know, and a lot of times it's, it's, it's you, know, for, you know, eye candy purposes or whatever. But like you said earlier, Ali, the thing that we all have to remember is that, you know, each and every one of us, we're, we're people, you know, we're mm -hmm. people exactly. with lives and, you know, we're human beings with emotions and feelings. And I think it's just really important to see humanity in everybody, regardless of whatever. Right. Type of exactly. Or expectations you have, you know? And one thing that I, I took away from being in the adult entertainment is that you have to treat people like people. Mm -hmm. yes. uh, first of all, you have to be respectful yes. of who they are. Mm -hmm. And that it also didn't define me as a person because I did that because somebody asked me one time, hey, do you want to do porn? I'm like, you know, I don't know, but maybe I'll, I'll think about it. And I thought mm -hmm. about it, and, you know, I, I went ahead and did it because I, in a way, I was kind of a show off at the time. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't have any, any shame in it, and still I don't. Mm -hmm. uh, but the thing is that that wasn't the only thing about me. I can, I can, I can, can, I can co-sign on that. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only, not the only thing about me. I wanted to also do other things, and I wanted to make sure that, first of all, we were included in everything, because that's one one of the reasons why I said, you know, maybe I should do this when they mm -hmm. asked me, because one of the things that I didn't see when I was asked to do porn was someone my color mm -hmm. in bear porn. Yeah. 
And I was like, you know, you know, maybe I'll be the first, but what the hell? You know, I'm always saying, you know, how they don't include us in this and that and that. So, you know, be the first. There it's like when, when I became uh, part of the bear community, one of the things that happened to me was that I was told that I wasn't a bear. So I went to prove that I was a bear. Right. And I entered every content, every bear contest that was available. Why weren't you considered a bear? I'm sorry? Why weren't you considered a bear? Because they tell you you the, the, the first person that actually approached me about it was when I went to the Chesapeake Bay Bears, which is no longer uh, a club anymore. But the person at the time uh, went to me the first time that I went to the to, to the club meeting. And he he was a little drunk. I have to admit he was a little drunk. But he went up to me and said, you know, very, you know, whispering like, Way, you know, there's no such a thing as a black bear. And I didn't I didn't cuss a scene. I really was hurt and I left and I was crying in my truck going home. And then I went like, why did you leave? Why why did why are you crying? Mm -hmm. Why are you letting him dictate who you are? Mm -hmm. And I said from that moment on, you know, if I'm gonna play this game, I'm gonna play it with my own rules. I'm not playing this game by anybody else's rule but mine. Mm -hmm. And that's when I became the most visible member of that club. I was at every cookout. If I have to, you know, I was cooking, I was doing this, I was collecting money. I became the most visible member of that club to show that we are part of this community mm -hmm. because nobody puts baby in the corner. Mm -hmm. ah, I'm sorry. Nobody puts baby in the corner. And that's one thing I noticed about you, Ali. Like, I mean, you know, beyond your work in adult entertainment, I, I think just about you being visible and vocal um, in the community on a, a multitude of different levels. You know, um, we were discussing, I mean, anytime we were talking about discrimination, you know, or, you know, corrupt politicians or whatever the topic may be, your approach is like, you know what? If no one else is speaking about it, I'm going to speak about it. I'm going to stand out. I'm going to be visible. You know, I'm going to, because because I think it's really important, I, I, and I truly believe in this too. You know, our ancestors fought so hard to give us the freedom to live the life that we're living now. Exactly. And because of that, and because of that, I feel like I should never feel like, you know, if, if I want to be in a certain space, if I want to just live my life, I shouldn't feel like I can't live it because people don't want me there. Right. Not what other people want. I want to be exactly. there. But I want to be there. And exactly. you live firmly be you know behind. I have that. a question. Yes. I I want to be very respectable, and I'm asking this in a very humble way, and I don't want to sound disrespectful at all to you. Um. What was it about this club that you wanted to to join? Um, was there not any other clubs that you could possibly have joined? Uh, in the Chesapeake Bay Bears was the first bear club that happened in the Baltimore, D.C., Virginia area. So they encompass every uh, section where I wanted to be, become a, a part of this community, regardless of, okay. you know, where I drove. It was close by. It was the, the, the first club of its kind. And I had friends that were already part of this club. They were the ones that recommended that I would go there. Um, my first contact with the bear community 
where uh, Roger Ream, which uh, some of you might might know as the, basically the quintessential bear, uh, and his husband, who is also my karate teacher. I met them when I first came out, and they basically became my mentors. I call them my leather godparents uh, because they were into leather, and they were the first people that I actually had contact in the bear community that encompass that, that basically welcomed me regardless of what color I was. To Roger and Bob, I was just another guy that was their friend. They never looked at me because I was their Puerto Rican or the black friend. I'm not the token member of their family because I considered them my family. And they told me about this club and I went there that day to join. And that's the reason why I went there, uh, because it was basically the only game in town when it came to bears. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Any other and questions? Regarding, <laughs> regarding the porn, was there because because you did some things in porn that I was just like, okay, why would he not do this? Like, I like I have like a major butt fetish or whatever, like. Like, what are certain things that you said, like, look, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I am not showing my hole. I am not. No, hell no. I will not swap. Like, what are some things that you decided that this is not what I'm going to do? Well, that's it all comes down to personal preference and shall we say comfort. Okay. Per se. Um, I have always considered myself a top. Uh, so I don't, <laughs> I don't see myself putting my, my butthole out there and then go, oh yeah, he's a top. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get him behind closed doors and those legs go, Wee! no, that's not me. Okay. That's not me. So, hey. You know, because I always wondered that, but I've never been able to, because I really didn't want to be disrespectful. And ask you that question. You are not. That, that's not being disrespectful. You're asking a question. If you ask me a question, I will answer it. Uh, mm -hmm. If it's a disrespectful question, I will very plainly say, "Sorry, but I'm not going to answer that because uh -huh. <laughs> I don't think that's a good question." But uh -huh. you know, you're not the first person to ask me that. Is uh, there have been so many, so many times that people go, "Man, yeah, you got a nice butt. Why don't you bottoms like because I don't like it." I tried it, didn't quite work out for me. So, sorry, I enjoy being a top a lot. <laughs> so, I'm so, what you're saying is we need to have a porn show like that. Oh, boy. But the thing about it. If we're going to have a porn show, I don't want to be the only porn person in it because I had don't a Don't worry. No, don't worry. Okay. I wouldn't I would put you on the spotlight. Oh, thank you. Because I, I only had a limited shelf life, per se. I didn't stay for <laughs> very long. <laughs> uh, and that was by choice. Mm -hmm. I, I would not put you on the, on, on I, the spot I, like that. I often wondered that. I really often wondered that about you, Ali. Like, what had, like, you, at, at first I thought maybe something drastic happened to you, but it was by your choice that you decided to not be in the industry anymore. Yes. Um, basically, okay. what it come down to is that they were asking me to do bear vaccines.
Mm. And I wasn't comfortable with that because I knew in the in the industry there were some people that didn't take any precautions whatsoever and they didn't okay. care who they infected, they didn't care if they were infected, if, if they would pass it along. And okay. at the time, in 2004, I met the person that is now my husband. Okay. Who, besides the fact that he was my my special partner, it, it you know the the man that I love, uh, he's also he was also an EMT at the time. So, for me to bring home something that he might get would have mm-hmm. been the ultimate betrayal. Yeah. I chose yeah. not to put him in that position, mm-hmm. and that was my choice. Right. Okay. So. And I was also a very difficult person to deal with when it came to what I wanted out of porn because I had certain demands that had to be met from the beginning. If it wasn't, uh, if I didn't choose the person that I wanted to to, uh, do the scenes with, it would never happen Mm -hmm. because the chemistry had to be there. Because otherwise you're basically just a machine and I am not a machine. The other, the other requirement was that um, it had to be safe sex. Mm-hmm. So if that was not met, I would not do the movie. So they were like, he's too difficult. He's, you know, he's just too, too much to work with. So, so for okay, all Monique. you people who believe that people who do adult entertainment, you know, type work, they have no restrictions, they just do anything, let Ali be an example, okay? <laughs> you know? This, like, you know yeah, it, it, it basically yep. is you who is putting themselves in harm's way or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not trying to say that it's unsafe. I'm not trying to say that everybody does it, mm-hmm. but you should treat everyone as the possibility that they might not be taking care of themselves. You should, you should treat them the way that mm-hmm. you treat yourself when you're outdated. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I also practice. Uh, getting tested every three months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also participated in a in a age study for the vaccine, and you know because of that, I would get tested every month to make sure that it was a possibility of finding a cure. That I would be part of that because I wanted to 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 participate, not just because I thought it was a neat you know because they pay you money or anything like that. I really did it because I was hoping that at some time, uh, maybe they'll come up with a vaccine for HIV, and I wanted to mm-hmm. to help with that. Mm-hmm. And you know, I still go every year and get tested just in case. Mm-hmm. I got one other thing to say. I did a um, I did a uh, study once on black gay men and sexuality. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna be honest, it was one of the most insulting things I've ever done before in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, just the just the questions, the questions that they asked. When I left there, I was like, when I finished answering the questionnaire, it was, "Am I supposed to be feeling ashamed? I mean, am I supposed to be stopping at the liquor store on my way home? Am I supposed to be the out? Because I like sleeping with other men." Mm-hmm. These were all kind of where the questions led. Were mm-hmm. you know, well, have you ever had a you know, have you ever had a sexual encounter with another man and then felt you needed to go get a drink after? 
sexual encounter with a man and felt like I needed a nap after. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, but I'm sorry, Lana. You had you had another question. Uh, uh, I can save my question for a later date. Okay. Okay. Make sure you do, because we will have a um, we will have a porn discussion uh, on June third. Oh, Sunday. Boy, no, no, that's quick. Not next, no. June third is a bad. It's a bad, um, bad thing for me. Let me. Let can me. I <laughs> Go ahead. Can I finish okay. the statement first? Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. On June third, which is not next Sunday, but the following Sunday, we're going to have Mufasa Ali one of the founders of Onyx and a couple of other Onyx members on because they want to discuss what Onyx is and is not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got to say this. Mufasa, ooh, say it again. Mufasa. <laughs> well, you said, you said it's Sunday, right? The, Sunday would be actually June 4th. June 4th. Thank June 4th. you. June 4th. Yeah, I'm horrible with dates and math and um, <laughs> everything that's not a measurement. Yeah. We know. Lonnie, what did you say? I said, we love you. (laughs) Uh, So please come back for that on June 4th. Next week, Mark is going to be doing our entertainment hangout again. Um, He had to leave, so I'm not sure what topics he's going to bring, but there's always some entertainment news happening. There's just so much stuff going on. It is. Has anybody, um, by the way, talking about that, has anybody seen yes. the preview for Black Lightning? Of course. Sure. Yep. No, I haven't. Might get on it. I did. I have some concerns. I saw your concerns, Derek. And I agree with quite a few of them. But Lonnie, the reason why you need to watch is a fine-ass black man in spandex. So watch just for the, that, reason. that reason. Did y'all post it in the group? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, right. it's there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> entertainment. In out of the rumor mill, which is used to be a rumor, now it's confirmed. Static will be brought in. Oh, well, now my interest. Oh, that is fact now. To a whole nother level. It's fact now. So, but it's not going to be the first season. Okay. Well, I'm just in the work. Well, we need to have a second season first, and then I'll get excited. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm still not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have some concerns. Um, yeah. Well, we, we all do. Some concerns. Uh, the, the fact that they're not tying it to the universe, because, uh, you know, they can have another city, damn it. <laughs> doesn't have to. That is, a, that, is, yeah, go ahead. that is a problem for me, but that is a smaller problem for me. Um. My larger problem for me is, will this be a superhero show or will this be a Black Lives Matter show? Yeah. You lost me. <laughs> if you see, uh, my concern, once you watch the trailer, you'll know. You know okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for now, let's table this conversation because you have not yes. watched it. So once you watch it, you it, it'll be a better conversation for us. Because we don't want to confuse you. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to confuse the audience. Confused. Don't we? You know. <laughs> a lot of you. Well, we know, well we, know, we know how easy. <laughs> um, 
does anyone have any uh, announcements or anything? Uh, who, uh, anyone wants to go first? I, I got a few things. Even though none of this stuff has been fully confirmed, but I'm but I'm definitely putting it out there because I'm working on it. Um, uh, definitely a couple of things, you know, within TV land. Um, if you haven't been watching American Gods, you've been missing out. Oh, okay. shut up. Because I have not. <laughs> Get on it. Oh, dude, you are missing out. <laughs> you are missing out. Like, I went ahead, you know what, because I, I went ahead and did Stars because, you know, airs on Stars. And I did that free trial because uh, I was kind of late on it, too. But um, um, Derek has really been kind of amping me up. So I went and watched like, the episode that aired last week. And let's just say I was like, you know what, Stars, you can get my $8.99 a month. Okay. So I'm going to need this. <laughs> you know, I want to need this show. So let's finish air. I think it's got like eight, eight episodes, nine episodes this season. It's eight episodes, so eight episodes. that was episode four. Yeah, something like that. Four. I think that was episode four, so we got four more. Four more to go. So definitely get into that. You know, um, if also, you know, Unbreakable, um, Kimmy Smith just came out on Netflix uh, this weekend. I wasn't a big fan of last season. This season, I'm just getting into. This, this, Give it a chance. I'll just say that much. Mm-hmm. No. Really? Um, okay. We'll have yeah, to I'm still early on. Like I'm only like I'm literally episode three now, so I'm still very early. Um. Also, a, a couple five quick minutes. notes. Go ahead. Go ahead, Derek. Is to say something? No, I just said by better. Yeah. <laughs> but um, a, a, a couple of things regarding M3 gaming. Um, I know it's been kind of like MIA for you know the past couple of weeks because somebody's been playing stuff. Well, nice. Right. I didn't even have to ask. I didn't even have to ask what that message from Devon was about. <laughs> I knew that some shit had happened at three o'clock hey, in the morning. We had I knew exactly what they did was. All I have to say is, mm-hmm. we had a discussion <laughs> about finding outlets where we can like just take a break away from the sanity. That's happening under you know the, the the administration of Agent Orange, and there's been a particular game called Injustice Two that has allowed me to release my frustration. Okay, in a video game. Okay, so I need that. That's therapeutic for me. Okay, but with that being said, M3 Gaming is not dead. It's still happening. And what I want to state, and like I said, this is not fully confirmed, but this is definitely something that we're working on. Is that um, E3 is coming up. E3 is the Electronic um, Gaming Expo. Um, it begins June 15th, and that's where they make all the major video game announcements. Um, what we're planning on doing is releasing an, a our 10th episode prior to that, and then we're going to do like an E3 uh, live episode um, on June 15th, uh, kind of highlighting some of the conferences and some of the announcements. So that's something that's definitely coming up. And outside of that, you know, you know, just I guess catch me at least on the M3 Hangouts, and that's about it. Derek, you got anything? Passes the ball. Let's see. Um, you can catch me. I think they've just rotation. They're getting ready to be released if they have not released it already on iTunes. 
uh, me at Poppy Chulo Radio. Ooh, Poppy Chulo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where we do an American Gods review show over there. This last episode that we did was particularly lit. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for many, many, many reasons. Um, yes, it was. It was, it was magic. Make a wish. Make a wish. Make a wish. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, that's what I got. Poppy Chulo Radio. Me and American Gods and High Tea with Carla Stillwell and Queen Sugar's coming back next yeah. month, which next means month. that our Queen Sugar's Court will be coming back next month, which features our very own M3 contributor, Chris Impact mm-hmm. I'll be in full tears. My emotions will be at all time high. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. You know, also, real yes. quick, I've been, I just got into watching Greenleaf. Are you familiar with Greenleaf? I Greenleaf. Yeah, I'm familiar, but I haven't watched it. Greenleaf is no Queen Sugar. I just want to say that, but go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. It's cute, though. But it's no Queen Sugar. Watch your mouth, sir. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I, mm. Lonnie, do you have anything? I don't watch TV. I work all the time. Okay, but do you have something? It's got to be about TV. I really don't have anything. Um, always check me out on my Facebook page, um, see what my question of the day is, and try to <laughs> keep up with my insanity and my madness. Uh, and you're just not going to cough when I start talking, um, Mr. Ali. <laughs> Lonnie, you be out here. That's the thing, though. My, and please my sincere apologies. That was an actual real cough. That wasn't made up. I feel some type of way. Please say good morning to uh, to, to, to Lonnie when you log on because he real yes. sensitive about that. I am. Love you guys. I don't have anything else, honestly. Lonnie, Lonnie just be out here. Every time I turn around, like, Lonnie, like, you are... I have a lot of questions, though. Like, I really have a lot of questions about life and about stuff. That's oh, questions are good. Yeah. Yeah. That is the sign of intelligence. Always mm-hmm. Are there the lack of? No, but at no. least you're searching for no, the, the ignorant. The ignorant man is the one that has questions and stays silent. Mm-hmm. So, so now. Or make up shit like Agent Orange. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we said earlier it was kind of funny we were talking about the James Comey thing, and um, you know, we we're talking about how you know Agent Orange was like, you know, I didn't say anything about him. You know, uh, not you know, uh, stopping the uh, investigation or whatever. And then we were like, you know, James Comey was like, well, you know what? I got these receipts. I got these memos. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. I, I I cannot wait for Comey to testify. To say yeah, the least. Yeah, it's gonna be good. <laughs> but um, I do have a uh, one thing, um, of course. I keep on harping about this uh, day and night uh, because it's important. Uh, on June 8th to the 11th, there's going to be a National Pride March. Uh, the march itself is going to be on June 11th, which is going to take place in D.C. There's, it's also taking place in different cities. So mm-hmm. if you go to their website, please register. It's very important that you do. Also, 
very important that uh, you go to the uh, to the page here, which I already sent it to uh, to you guys. If you could please post that uh, for the national um, march, we also doing a gathering at the Lincoln Memorial, which I'm hosting. Uh, the gathering is going to be from 11 to 1 o'clock on June 10th at the Lincoln Memorial. It is a joyful celebration of those that we have lost. So if you want to come, I highly recommend that you bring a picture of that person that you love and uh, bring it with you and show it because it will be a great visual way of remembering that person that is no longer with us. Uh, but also this is not just for those that are close to us, but those that have lost their lives due to violence, uh, for those in Chechnya that are right now witnessing and, and suffering through a government that is trying to annihilate gays as we know it. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's very important that we do this, not just for us, but for the rest of the nation and the world. So please, if you can, join us in the march. If not in D.C., in your town, support the gay uh, gay movement uh, trying to find equality for all of us. Mm. That's all I got. All right. Okay. Thank you. And on that note, I want to thank everybody out there who joined us today, who stuck around with us. We had an extra long, uh, an extra long episode today. Mm. I don't normally like to go past two hours, but the conversation today was really, really good. It was. Um, it was. So I want to thank everybody. Please join us back here next week when Mark does the entertainment hangout and then the week after where we will be discussing with actual Onyx members, actual active Onyx members, because mm. I'm an Onyx member, but it's Emeritus. Um, <clears throat> what is Onyx? And please post your questions your concerns, your show ideas on the M3 Facebook pages. Check us out on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter and all those other things. And, mm -hmm. you know, again, I don't do Snapchat. Snapshot, Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think we're all on that stuff too. And thank you very much. The rest of your Sunday. Bye. Peace. <laughs> Love ya. Thank you for listening to the M3 Bear Essentials podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes or whichever podcatcher you use. And if you would like to get more content from M3, visit mailmediamind.com. There you'll find links to all of our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Pinterest, and many others. But most importantly, our link to YouTube, where you can subscribe and get a notification when we go live. There, you can participate in the Q&A and be a part of the conversation. Again, my name is Malcolm Travers, and thank you for listening. We'll catch you next episode.